Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Close Traffic Podcast episode. And my co-host told me what episode it was, and I completely forgot literally 10 I seconds think, ago. I think, man, I think it's like 21, but, bro. 21. We'll, we'll go with 21. Episode 21 of the Close Traffic <laughs> Podcast. It is great to see each and every one of you here so far, at least today. Uh, Johnny, say hello to the people. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hope all is well. Happy holidays, everyone. It's like the end of the year already. It's 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 just pure insanity, and it's like 90 degrees in here in Texas. So I, I don't know what's going on, man. <laughs> How you been, Mike? I've been good, man. You guys, uh, actually, I feel like the entire country has had warmer weather than Southern California in the last couple of days. I was in uh, business for, uh, I was in Kansas City, actually, for work, uh, and it was like 65, 70 degrees last week. And here in L.A., it was 50 and raining. So what? I don't know what the heck's going on, but, you know. What's going on, man. <laughs> well, you know what? That's what you get, Mike. Because I'm going to go ahead and say this, man, because you oh, always gosh, get good go. weather, dang it. You always <laughs> get the good weather. And every time I'm trying to send it in the real world, I can't because my weather stinks. But you get the good weather. So now, you know what? The tables, oh, turned, tables have turned, I the guess, man. Hey, so you said you were in Texas? Yep. The old I- dub. Okay, so I must have just missed you. I just came back from Texas uh, last week. Oh, wow. Oh, man, too cool. Yeah, yeah man. I passed I through barbecue. DFW on my layover, and I just wasn't there long enough to steal some barbecue from Johnny, but it's all right. Yeah, quote, unquote, steal <laughs> barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you, man, oh, people. my gosh. Anyway, guys, we have, uh, obviously, if you guys uh, you know can see, we have a guest on today. We have Colin. Colin from uh, TFDI has joined us. Uh, oh, my gosh. I think we've been trying to get this going for quite some time now. And no fault to Colin. This was just us kind of you know, lacking on our end for reaching out. But when we slackers. finally did reach out, you know, we're slackers. What else is yeah. new? We finally did reach out. Colin was able to uh, entertain us, man, and 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 free up his very busy schedule to come on here to chat it up with us and answer some questions for you good folks out there. So I really appreciate it. Colin, say hello to the people. Hello, everybody. I'm uh, I'm glad to be here. I thank you guys for having me on tonight. Oh, man, we we again, we appreciate you coming on. So we've got, man, obviously, you know, a whole host of questions, you know, especially as it relates to TFDI, Um, as prominent as you guys are across the flight sim industry, the flight sim community, uh, we could probably sit here all night and just go through questions and questions and questions. But I think obviously it goes without saying we should definitely start you know, from the top. And, you know, I think we all know the TFDI name, but probably not everyone knows, you know, some of the faces behind TFDI, probably even including yours. So Colin, you want to take a second or a couple of minutes to kind of just, you know, tell the folks a little bit about yourself, your background, so on and so forth. Oh man, you're opening a can of worms. You want me to tell you about <laughs> my, my background? All right. Uh, well, I mean, all, I know, uh, all of us kind of got into this th- through the passion of, of aviation at some point. And, uh, for me, I, I came from the, I, I grew up in the middle of nowhere in uh, upstate New York. I don't live there anymore now, but uh, I kind of got into flying games as a kid. And I was actually, I think it was Aces High and uh, Blazing Angels, like the first two, the, mm. old, the old Wii oh. game, right? Right, the old World War II, you know, that's the first time as a kid I was ever exposed to aviation. 
got real into that. And uh, all of this kind of happened by accident. I, I was in the tech field on and off, but I uh, we started with kind of just, I tweaked things I didn't like. I was, uh, for me, I just wanted to you know have a better experience on my computer. Right. Tweaked them, got better at it. I kind of realized I liked the whole, uh, the whole IT thing. You know, I didn't really understand what that meant at, I guess I was like 12 when I started a lot of that stuff. Oh, wow. So I didn't really understand what, you know, what I was getting into at the time. Uh, moved to Florida and then uh, did, did some odds and ends IT stuff here and, you know, went throughout the rest of my, my teenage years. And it kind of was one of those deals where like I, I fell into programming because uh, truthfully, we needed a programmer and we couldn't afford one. When, you know, when you're 14, 15, sure. you don't exactly <laughs> have 25 bucks an hour to tell somebody to, to do code. So I was like, I guess <laughs> right. I'll learn. And I, and I fell in love with it. And then uh, th- I kind of just woke up one day. I'm like, you know, this is a job now. You know, I'm, I'm technically a professional programmer and it kind of just, uh, it, it all f- kind of fell in place. And I know a lot of us were here because of the passion and what we do and whether it be aviation or technology or, you know, just striving to, to swing at the fences. I think that's kind of what unites all of us. And it's, it's what I know started it for me. Gotcha. Absolutely. You mentioned like tinkering to try to get yourself a better, you know, overall user experience. Mm-hmm. I think like, Flight sim is probably one of the very few communities where folks do that. Like, and it's encouraged. Oh, sure. And it's, it's encouraged. It's, exactly. not, it's not mods. It's, you know, you don't get banned yeah. from, from the community yeah, exactly. for tweeting. People encourage <laughs> exactly. it. They're like, oh, cool. Send it to me. I, I want to do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, about that's what it was. It was, it was yeah. the old, uh, you know, the, the virtual cockpits back in like, you know, I'm, we're talking like, uh, oh, what year is it now? Oh, God. Uh-huh. How old am I? 13, sort of what, 13 years ago, right? So we're talking, yep. you know, 2008, 2009. FSX Definitely. was still new. Half the, half the planes that were, that were freeware didn't have the VC or anything. No VC. So I was like, hey, you know, I, I Googled it. I figured out. I'm like, I can just edit this little CFG file. I can add a cockpit to it. I'm like, man, I thought I was a freaking rocket scientist getting that thing. And at 12, <laughs> I'm like, man, I put a cockpit in this plane. I, I It was, you know, it's small work now. But right. I was I was really proud of that. I'm like, man, this is cool. I, I had something I didn't like. And I'm like, I'm just going to fix it. And then yeah. I, and I released that. And, oh, man, the little kid in upstate New York. You know, we my entire more people downloaded that mod pack than lived in the town that I was in. Wow, really? <laughs> yeah. So I was like, man, here I am in this little tiny town where I just gave something to you know ten thousand, fifteen thousand people. I'm like, man, wow. that's it. I'm hooked. I'm hooked. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I guess that's how it starts, man. And it's it's great because I think, especially when you think about some of the simulator platforms out there that allows us to do that, like X Plane. You think about Ortho. Oh, my goodness. I don't know where X-Plane would be, at least for me. I don't know. I'm probably speaking for myself, but where nah, X-Plane right would be you. without Ortho, right? I, I think it's right just uh, it just really adds to the overall immersion and level of experience, you know, that you're able to get out of the sim. But, you know, I think that's awesome, right? So that leads you, obviously, into probably, I'm sure you did a couple of things in between, but, like, could you walk us through the evolution of TFDI and kind of how that came about? Sure. Sure. So uh, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll spoil the name because technically we are we're in Vernix is the actual company uh, in Vernix owns the name TFDI design. Right. Uh, so now I'll, I'll give away what TFDI finally stands for. Uh, <laughs> there we it go. was if you knew me back in the very beginning, my username mm-hmm. is TurboFan Dude everywhere. Yes, that's right. <laughs> so back in the very, very beginning, little not, I was like nine. I made this email because I was in the B-52, right? And the B-52's got these big, you know, eight TurboFan engines. So mm-hmm. nine-year-old me goes, oh, I'm TurboFanDude at gmail.com. And I'm like, and now you know my email, but I'm sure it wasn't that hard to guess anyway. But, uh, <laughs> I have to edit that out. Just like, beep. Well, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, you know, I'm like, I'm going to make this email. And then I mistakenly started Turbo Fan Dude International. 
uh, under that moniker. And it had some success, at least in the freeware market. And I'm like, man, that's it. We're, we're Turbo Fan Dude International now. And the guy was running it with wow. me. So I did. I started it by myself as Turbo right. Fan Dude International. It was an old Wix website. It was real simple. Just released mm-hmm. a little mod pack. And that gained some traction. And some people joined the team to help me just kind of manage and, and monitor. It was all volunteer. But mm-hmm. uh, at that time, you know, it was free. And one of the guys on the team was like, man, we can't grow this as Turbo Fan Dude International. Like, we got to do better than that. <laughs> and I was like, no, you're right. You're right. And he suggested TFDI. I was like, you know, TFDI design. That sounds good. It sounds a lot more professional. And it, professional. I mean, it was definitely better than Turbo Fan Dude International and much less of a mouthful. <laughs> right. So that's that we, we went wait oh excuse me so we went then from that little mod pack for the southwest 737 pack we made that was the start of it all mm-hmm. we went from that to a couple of iterations all the way from this the initial zip file to like we made an actual installer made a little page for it and then said at some point okay well you know we can do we can do other things we can create things and we started small right. we're like we're gonna make a sound pack first thing we ever did mm-hmm. i made a 737 sound pack i forget how we got it was just by chance i had happened to have linked up with somebody that had access to like raw sounds that we yeah. could use and offered them to us for something that was affordable for me at like sure. 14 or whatever I was. And we did it and we put it together. It was pretty cool. I mean, it was, it certainly doesn't compete with some of the things that are on the market now, but for what it was, it was decent. And at the time sure. period that it came out, it was decent. And that was the first time we'd ever sold anything. And that went really wow. well because as, as we were all getting older now, you know, you know, you're talking 14, 15, some of us are starting to get jobs. We're starting right. to understand, you know, that, as much as we love doing this, it's hard to dedicate hours and hours and hours and hours for completely free. Yep. And it's hard to create the quality that we wanted for free. That's what it was. It wasn't just money seeking. It's that we want to be able to devote the time to this mm-hmm. that we that we need to make these compelling products. And we couldn't. So we, we started with the sound pack. That went through a couple of iterations. Uh, at some point along the way, um, smart cars happened. Smart cars, the, the flight tracking oh, platform for smart our VAs. Cars. Oh, my uh, for the win. Oh, then I'll, I'll, I'll touch you on smart cars in a bit. Yeah, some, we got to go oh, yeah, into that one a little oh, yeah, deeper. Hit that. Oh, yeah. sure. <laughs> but uh, it, as it as it stands in the history, that one, fun part about that, that was actually a debt. We uh, we had promised to make a 737 air, like simulation, a classic simulation, way back when, before we knew how to do that. Right. Uh, uh-huh. Wow. And it didn't happen. And at some point, we just had to accept it. Like, hey, look, we're not going to be able to do this right now, and we're not going to create vaporware. So we pulled it. But then we owed somebody because we had promised them a copy of it. We're like, well, what do we do now? <laughs> and we're like he was this was a friend of ours he was running a va and okay we said okay look well we can't give you the plane unfortunately because that's not that's not in the cards right now right but we can make you a little tool to track some flights and whatnot and he agreed so we got to work on it this was the first time i'd ever coded anything like for the company this was wow. right around the time i was working for that computer store i was learning a little bit more about like it in the professional world sure so i was yep. like you know let's give it a try and we created smart cars and like two-thirds of the way through it we're like dude this is a product like this doesn't have to stop here. I'm like, oh, and we went to the guy. We're like, okay, so we're going to, we're going to give you a copy of this for free, which is the same value that you were going to get anyway. Right. Yep. Like we're going to give you a copy, but this is, we're going to, you're going to be our launch customer. Basically. We're yeah. going to fly your flag on this thing. You're going to, all of our screenshots are going to be in your VA, but we're going to mm-hmm. launch this product on you. And that became smart cars one. And wow. that grew from that one VA to, we have like 1100 or something now that have used it over the years and that became smart cars 2 and it evolved um and somewhere along the way so smart cars 2 was the next big one that that and the the third iteration of our sound pack we then Mm -hmm. made a version of our sound pack that actually had a gauge it actually had custom coding in it to give you like the extra flight attendant call and ground call sounds and some extra stuff just because that's what we like to do we wanted to give it that extra mile 
Sure. So we did that. And then Smart Cars 2 happened. And it was just kind of a, it was an, a reimagination of what it was, just better, more features, but it was still the same idea. Right. Um, somewhere along the way, somebody suggested to me, uh, and I remember this being the most casual conversation ever. <laughs> somebody, I, I'm like walking around my house, had the wireless headset. I was doing something. And one of our guys was like, hey, man, you know what planes have ever been made? The 717. And I'm like, huh. I'm like, no, I guess you're right. It hasn't. Yeah. Uh, and I looked it up. I'm like, damn, that's a pretty cool looking plane. I'm like, you know, I, I had the same misconception that most people have that mm -hmm. it was more in like the 727 category with the, the older avionics. And when I looked it up, yeah. I'm like, no, it's not. It's full no, digital. It's glass. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. We're like, that's a pretty unique looking plane. I'm like, we can do that. And somehow our, we were like, you know what? We're going to swing for the fences here. I can code now. I guess I'll learn. I've made mm -hmm. that little gauge for the sound pack. I'm like, we can do this. I'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. And uh, we signed up for it. We worked with Milviz to help us get some of the modeling and whatnot done. Because again, the team of like three or four of us that we had at the time, there's sure divide yeah. and conquer. So we did that. And then we we eventually got it to, to the point that it was a plane. And it, it we restarted it halfway through. Admittedly, we got some of the code written and we were like, this is awful. This is This is not right. It's not working well. And mm -hmm. we scrapped the code, started over, did it mm -hmm. 10 times better. We wrote all of our own tools to make the process faster. And it basically, wow. at some Jeez. point, we're like, that we have a plane, guys. And then we, this was mid, this was like the beginning of 2016. We're like, this is, this I is remember. no longer an if. Mm -hmm. This is yep. a when. Like, we, we have sounds. We worked with TSS. TSS was on board. We had yeah. our modeling done. We were like, guys, this, this is happening. June of 2016 comes around. We're like, first public flight happens. We had a thousand people watch us do this flight. I was like, floored. I'm like, that's it. It's happening. And That's I it. screwed myself and promised a 2016 release. <laughs> oh. And I am a man of my word. You that a little bit about a little bit about me is I will never lie to anyone about anything at any time. Um, that is my whole thing in life, not just at work. Yep. And I'm like, no, I'm a man of my word. I said 2016 release. So help me, God, we are not going to go back on that. Mm -hmm. And we accomplished that in a way. Uh, but then we also learned about what happens when you rush. Mm. And uh, we learned a lot about tunnel vision. We learned a lot mm -hmm. about um, burnout and how that yeah, affects yeah. quality and commitment and motivation. And we learned a lot of things really fast. We learned how to be gracious losers. Mm -hmm. um, we learned how to take it in stride and and turn downright hate and disrespect at some points into actionable items that we could use to improve. For sure. And the product, you know, we, we went into basically a two-year kind of shell after that, where this product that we thought was basically done then turned into a living nightmare for us for the for the year mm -hmm. and a half after where it just felt like we every time we put out a fire two more popped up yeah so true yeah, and man. i remember that and we dealt with it and it became eventually an award-winning product uh it became a boeing officially licensed product mm -hmm. we got all those check marks checked and it's That's now awesome. it's it's now where we want it is now what we imagined when we started it right right sure. but you know we we learned so much along that process that i think has made us able to do things that not everyone can say that they can do so yeah. that one was, was a defining moment for us. And then along the way, we, again, the, the small things happened to be the biggest items for us. Along the mm -hmm. way, we decided that, uh, you know, FS Passengers was a tool we all loved flying. Yeah. And yep. it didn't come to V4 ever. It never, it never went 64-bit. Mm -hmm. And I, in a pit of maybe a little bit of cockiness, talking on Skype with one of our guys, was like, dude, I'll bet you I could whip something up in 24 hours. That'll at least play the sounds for you. <laughs> and I did it. I did wow. it. And the next day, I was like, here you go. And I sent him, it was called Mini FS Packs, this little tool I sent him. Okay. And, I, and, and it, all it did is play the sounds. It gave us a little landing rate, like a basic score if it was on time. It was not packs by any definition. But right. it was what I said. 
And just like with smart cars, you're like, you know, we could make that a product. I mean, I already did half the work. Sure. Well finish it. And we're <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, that'd be that'd be a cool break between you know what what we've been doing and because right. all that all that the heavy you know modeling and all this really the, the realism focus and the manuals and the technical mm -hmm. difficulty mm -hmm. of the plane. We're like, you know what? It feels like it'd be a really nice thing to take a step back, have sure. some creative freedom, do utility where we have a little bit of say of what done is. We don't yeah. have to follow a manual that tells us when it's done. We decide. And that was Absolutely. a really attractive option to us. We figured it'd be just this little side thing that, you know, make, you know, make a little bit of money, be fun, but ultimately it would fill the need in the market. That's what it was. It we sure wanted to Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And it over it outsold the 717. Did it really? It, wow. It, did. it became a, we have something like a third of a million flights in packs now. It's like Ooh, we did the math. It's like wow. every two minutes a PAX flight lands now. Holy <laughs> smoke. It's insane. So oh, we we're still working on that. You know, we've got some. I, I'll touch on like product updates and everything later. We'll do a little. Sure. If you guys want, I'll, uh, sure, I'll give everybody yeah. the, the absolutely. Scoop on that. But that one kind of led us down a, a weird path, and we also, you know, the MD11 kind of a similar similar concept here. Um, yeah, there's my blurry dog in the background. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, <All right. laughs> so you know, the, the MD11 seemed like an easy jump for us. We kind of did a bit of a poll with the community, and we're like, all right, well, we finished the 717. It's out of the way. Mm -hmm. um, what do we want to do? And we went, all right, MD-11. That seemed to be a popular vote. We already had a lot of the technology. And that kind of brings us to where we are now. And now we're, we're getting close to that. We're almost sure. to that point now of deciding, you know, what what's next. Because right. our modelers are, are just about done with their work. And it's about time for us to start thinking about those uh, those future plans, which I know we'll, we'll talk about a little later on. For sure. For Ooh. sure. That is, Holy smokes. That is awesome. I, I oh, can tell goodness. you. It's certainly, you know, PAX certainly filled a need, especially in the world of FS2020. Um, you know, there really is virtually, at least when it first launched and still has a way to go, but virtually no immersion in that sim. I will not do an airliner flight without PAX. Ah, uh, it's exactly I, what I, refuse, I like to hear. I refuse no. to because it just doesn't feel complete. Like you, you so can't hear any, any, any passenger conversations or just the natural ambient sounds from an uh, simulating an airliner flight that you typically get so uh, it certainly filled a need and it was very timely so i, I appreciate you guys you know having that foresight um, that's, I, that's exactly what we hoped would happen it would it would come in and fill that need and uh, that was awesome let me see absolutely. here just some logistics so hello all eastern hops luke scott welcome welcome uh, we've got on the other side here south paul welcome drew welcome uh, we are actually running a giveaway, Johnny. It just dawned on me that we didn't set it up in both channels. So seriously, oh man, yeah. <laughs> see, this is how unorganized we are. I'm gonna go ahead and just put that out in the open now, my they'll, friend. So they'll have to, they'll have to come <laughs> over to to the Mick Salmon YouTube channel and type in TFDI to enter for their chance at Mate. a uh, a gift card. Uh, this Drop is a, a holiday. From yeah, let me so let me. Yeah, I'll I'll do that for sure. This and while you and while you're doing that, I'm gonna. Um, you know, I'm going to chime in on something because I think uh, we know we've all touched on this in the past. And, you know, and part of my hesitation about diving into an airliner in 2020 is the immersion isn't yet, isn't there just yet. And, you know, you and I have talked about this before, Mike, and it's not, you know, it's not that it's not getting there. You know, I mean, just, you know, to Colin's point back in the FXX days, we all knew the struggle when that guy first dropped. 
<laughs> you know. Um, but now with the advent of GSX and you know, et cetera, et cetera, you know, you you find that uh, to a certain extent, P3D feels felt like a more uh, a more complete simulation in terms of airlines, in terms of airline ops. But when I watch packet uh, uh mike send pack x for example on 2020 my lord i mean it it's it opens doors in terms of the immersive experience that i haven't seen even in p3d mm-hmm. I, it, that means a lot to us i know it's we really care if people are enjoying these products and if it's hitting the marks so that that means a lot to hear yeah it, it helps bring it all together it truly does um so that's kind of the story behind, you know, initially TFDI and, uh, and definitely around smart cars. Like so I could tell you when I first got into because I haven't been flight simming long, like on and off, you know, for mm-hmm. years. But when I truly kind of dove into flight simming, one of the very first things I did, and I think this was this might have been 2015, 2016, was join a VA. And I was sending this VA thing like they were cutting me a check, right? <laughs> and smart cars was such an essential component to it all because I loved being able to. You honestly felt like you were simulating the experience of being on the line for an, for an airline. Like I was there, you you book your flights, you look at your landing rates, you you book schedules, you you could see at what everyone else is doing. Like it was it was so immersive and so. You know, you felt like you were really part of an airline. You felt like you were really part of a community. So it was a, it is an exceptional product. I don't have the time too much these days. That's why I said was to fly for VAs with everything <laughs> going on in life. But it's it's crazy, man. That. It's it's uh, it, it's awesome. Uh, there was actually a question about. We'll, we'll take that question later because I know we're going to go into some product updates. But just so you know, Colin, there was a question about when can we see uh, Smart Cars Three, but. Oh, I'll, 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 I'll be happy to dive into all of our current product updates. I'm not going to, well, we'll get yeah. there. We'll go into that in a second. We, we could probably even segue, you know, with this question. What are your thoughts? First, first, first of all, personally about FS 2020. Um, and then also, you know, professionally and from a development standpoint and opportunities wise, uh, what, what are you thinking? How are you feeling? So, have you ever gone to a steakhouse and ordered a hundred dollar steak and it just gave you the, the meat on the plate and you're like, I'm sure that would be a really good steak if you would just cook it. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> how I feel about MSFS. Mm-hmm. I feel like it has so much potential. The yeah. technological, the, the technological advancements that they've made with the, the scenery streaming with mm-hmm. the way that the overall interaction is. And the fact that it's on an Xbox, you've got, you've got the ability to do a full flight on a console. Talk about accessibility. I mean, that's, as developers, we should all be jumping for joy that our, our market is basically now millions. It's millions. not tens of thousands. I mean, think about it, you're on the Xbox. How many people have Xboxes? Yep. You know, your potential market is massive, right? But it's it feels like certain elements were rushed. And mm. it feels like it is it was made by a gaming company learning about simulators, not by a simulator mm. company making it accessible. Because, way to describe it oh yeah because from oh, yeah. from our side it, when That's you look it. at the sdk if you view the sdk through the lens of someone making a mod for a video game if you compare it to the likes of skyrim or fallout they have an impressive sdk mm-hmm. when compared mm-hmm. to skyrim fallout you know gta which doesn't even have a native sdk right mm-hmm. so you've got 
you've got this really robust system compared to that. But now when you compare it to a training platform, which is what some of these simulators have become, when you compare it to a platform that is known for mimicking real life down to the amount of time it takes a single switch to move. When you talk about th that level of granularity and you yeah. look at the SDK that we have become accustomed to over the last 25 years now, mm -hmm. it is miles short. Wow. And I, I can't fault them because I, I think it was a, personally, I think it was a mindset thing. Sure. I, think it, I think it was approached from the wrong angle. And I think there were probably technical limitations we don't know about with the Xbox and the Microsoft store. And I'm sure, sure. there's security concerns there that we're not aware of that they, they had yeah. to make some of those decisions. But I think that that is its greatest weakness so far that and just the overall polish. It, we, sure. There's no one, no one will argue that it, it lacked serious polish mm -hmm. in the beginning, mm -hmm. but yep. sure. that is unfortunately very common of a lot of releases these days. So that's not specifically an MSFS issue. That's, more indicative of the state of the the general gaming world at the moment but right as far as it is a platform i think it has the potential to be a replacement for the current ones but not Absolutely. this season not probably in the next year yeah and that's not unless they they overhaul a lot of that stuff and it's going to take developers being able to get on board with it i mean mm -hmm. truthfully the reason that we have the market that we have is not not just us but there's there are so many fantastic developers in this community that have created mm -hmm. the i mean how many people in this community at this point fly with only bone stock software <laughs> i don't know any i don't know of yeah. any that have no add-ons at all so yeah. uh, that's and that i think that that is a big part of it and until those developers are able to bring the compelling products until they can sit there and imagine something absolutely amazing and not be held back by what the platform mm -hmm. can and can't do we're not going to see that new area and we're starting to see it Listen, sure. just like in fsx we, we can do things now with fsx and p3d that were unimaginable when it came out, right? So, you know, and it's, as yeah. you learn the engine and as, as it matures, it will happen. So I think that there is possibility there and that's why we're pushing for it as a, as a product or as a platform that we want to support. But I sure. know that at least out of the gate, I think we're going to struggle with certain features. And I think a lot of other developers, clearly as we've seen from the turn of events that have happened in the last couple of weeks here, other developers I think are also going to struggle with some of these, these issues, at least for now. For sure. For sure, and um, yeah, you know, you you just you hit the nail around the head. Summarize it so well, Lord. Yeah, you know, I, we've I, been saying I, that for for so for so long. I mean, ever, ever since it dropped. I mean, I remember, you know, when FSX dropped. I mean, it was a like I said, it was a it was a you know what show as well. I mean, I just I remember they always are. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they always are right, but there's just so much potential in that platform. Like for example, if I just throw up a GA aircraft or something like that. It's beautiful. You know, I literally yeah. flew up the highway next to my, my little suburb here and found my actual street. Wow. Precisely. And I, and I don't live in, I don't live in like an incorporated area in Tampa. Like I'm in some random suburb. So mm. the fact that my street, I mean, again, that's what I'm talking about. You know, there's so many things that it does, right. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just held back. It's held back currently by some of the things that it has yet to, to really nail, but, the word hopefully remains to be yet. Not, sure. It doesn't. Do, do they, and when I say they, as Microsoft and Asobo, I mean, you know, they tell us, right, as the consumers, you know, great things are coming and this and that. And, you know, we're working with, you know, developers such as yourselves to be able to add and continue to, um, you know, enhance the overall add-on um, kind of uh, experience as it relates to flight sim. And that's what they're telling us. 
are you guys having separate conversations with them? I guess, you know, quote unquote, virtually behind closed doors about really putting the, the, the tire here on the road and, and being able to get you guys what you need to be able to develop and develop efficiency and, and, and timely, you know, for, for what some of these consumers want, or is it just really like a lot of, you know, fluff to be honest? You know, I have to be really careful with how I answer this too, because oh, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I can't speak for other developers. Uh-huh. Um, I can only speak for myself. I know that I've had the opportunity to sit virtually across the table from some of the decision makers, but okay. I know that um, there are so many things that they must be dealing with right now too. And I know there is a general unrest among developers and a, and a, a pressure that's being put on them. Uh, not only from the, I'm, I'm, I would imagine it's deafeningly loud what they're he- hearing from the consumer side. I know that there is pressure from the devs as well to correct some of these things. Uh, it's we have spoken with them; they they're there, but mm-hmm. it uh it it has been challenging at times to feel like we are having the communication that we need. But I'm also hesitant to point the finger, having been in the position of someone side. launching a less than stellar product out of the gate. Right. Sure. No, fair enough. Fair enough. You know, I, you know, I just want to, I think the, the community, you know, would, would kind of better be, you know, be better, you know, understanding and, and hopeful if we kind of hear from you all in terms of understanding we whether want or not those communication and those channels are actually open and you guys are, you know, conversing and, and really, you know, trying to, to get things straightened out. So I think that makes sense. It's we want the communication. And I know at least for us, we, we do occasionally they'll send us, you know, the opportunity. They'll give us opportunities to have our voices heard in a format that is, you know, manageable for them given the the size of the sample. And yep. I do my best whenever I get the opportunity. I, I forward my complaints and I make sure that I, I my team is always telling me if they run into issues and they tell me, write it down, let's make a note. And you know, if we're gonna if we're gonna moan about it, we might as well at least be telling somebody that can do something about it. Yeah. So I I can only hope that those things, I know how it is. Customers have reported things to me that I fixed three months later. I know how it can be. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to try to give them some, some faith here. I know they've had, they have done a lot to it since the beginning. So we'll yeah, see. I, mm-hmm. I think all of us here on this call, you know, can relate to that, you know, Johnny being kind of a, a senior developer and working with software engineering on his side, me as a product manager, working with a dev team and, and really trying to put product out there for our customer. There's a, a lot, lot going parts. on. So, you know, we see the internal side for sure. Sometimes it's kind of hard to, you know, take a step back and say, you know, you're in these guys shoes, you know, for a living. So, you know, cut them some slack, but Sure. Um, yeah, no, I think I think that's great stuff there. Let me take a look, see what's going on in the chat. Maple, the hello, chat. welcome, good to see you. Uh, let's see, see. Dave, welcome, good to see you. Yeah, Dave, Maple, what's going well. on, brother? Welcome, Maple. Kenny Wood, hello, good to see you. Um, what's that? Was, I would, uh, I would say that that last criticism we just saw in the chat there is is probably fair. Uh-huh. It, mm-hmm. That's that might be a better way of describing how some of the communication is felt. They 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 hear us. They know that we have complaints, but it does feel sometimes that they have they have their own plan that they need to execute first before they're going right. to be able to do what we need them to do. For sure. And it, I I would say it has felt like that at times. Yep. Yep. No, sure. I think I think that makes sense. I mean, ultimately, we're talking about a very large organization in Microsoft. So you know, at the end of the day, they're they're going to do what they they need to do. But um, yeah, no, I think that makes complete sense. 
Uh, Mrs. Spur, hello. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, how's it going? Let's see Let's here. Mr. See. Dave said, give him a shout out. And also just want to thank our Patreon backers. Um, I guess yes, for thank you. Yeah, regularly. Yeah, for our commercials. I suppose. I don't know. But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, thank you, Clarence. Mr. Clarence, definitely appreciate your support. Also, uh, thank you, Mountain Man, a.k.a. Charlie. Thanks so much, my friend. And Ricky, I don't see him in, but you yeah. know you are, Ricky. Definitely appreciate your all support. Um, but to, to segue back back with you, uh, Colin, and uh, man, again, you know, thank you for coming on and um, yeah. sharing, uh, you know, sharing your perspective on, you know, the state of things with 2020. And, you know, and... As much as, you know, I find little things to nitpick on or little minute issues I find with uh, with 2020, there's, you know, there's still so much, you know, so much going forward. And uh, I actually watched you guys' um, display on for Flight Sim Expo. And, you know, that MD-11, if you guys haven't, haven't had mm -hmm. the opportunity, definitely... Uh, swing uh swing by their website there we'll drop it here in the chat yeah and uh check out their uh check out their product review of the md11 beautiful beautiful in the platform and you, um it's you gonna, know it's gonna be amazing but it working on it in that platform does make me want to bash my head into a table <laughs> <laughs> but it's gonna be worth it it will be it's, worth it's it. gonna be worth it for sure oh, um God. i mean there's just no doubt in my mind um you know just to kind of I felt a little nostalgic, guys. Not gonna lie, I fired up the old seven one seven this morning, and uh, did a little trip in it, and you know, and you know, just reminded me of because even you know, even back then, you know, the airplane was released. I mean, there were things done that I've never seen. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm about to get into those in a period. Second. <laughs> period. You yeah. know, and even the sounds to this day, you know, you, it's that the Rolls Royce kind of buzzsaw like sound just emanates you know and you know it's just it's just music to my ears but um you know i i think i think with this new platform and the md11 i, I think it's definitely going to be going to be fruitful for you guys was there any um in terms of like you know modeling was did you guys feel more um free from a developmental standpoint you know, in terms of modeling, or did it seem more convoluted than anything else trying to navigate the ins and outs of uh, that new platform? Well, you see, we seem to like to make our lives as difficult as possible. We and, did. <laughs> uh, and we chose to make a product that is as close to unified platform for both P3D and MSFS. Mm -hmm. So we have to deal with the restrictions of both. So it's definitely sure. been, there have been more considerations for us, but I think the general process, at least from an artwork standpoint, is very similar. Sure. Uh, so it, it hasn't added a whole lot of uh, complexity yet. I'm sure I'll eat my words, sure. but <laughs> at, at the stage that we're at now, I, and, we're, and we're just now getting to the point of like animating switches and linking up a lot of the stuff that you've been seeing us play with in, in the sure. debug environment. So I suppose mm. if we're going to run into those issues, we're going to start to see them in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, for sure. Bet. For sure. Conley, walk us through True Glass, man. Oh, man. Like, <laughs> how the heck did that come about? And especially so being able to do that thing in such old ass, excuse my language, but old ass <laughs> platforms like I don't even remember if it was FSI. I think at least P3D V3 had True Glass, right? Uh, was that your first time I, introducing it? I don't remember. I don't believe so. I, okay, uh, that, was, that was a VRAM then. thing, I think. Okay, got um, it. Either way, still old, very old, cold to be introducing we, something so immersive. 
Walk we, us through that, man. Oh, man. So, True Glass, <laughs> I'll, I'm telling you, half of the stuff we do starts with, tell me I can't. Because we <laughs> we wanted to have that for such a long time, right? That's just that's such a part of the, the weather experience. It always yes. felt so unfulfilling. Flying through a storm, flying through snow, being in you know the, the foggy morning, and it's just crystal clear. It's like that that vision impairment, even if True Glass doesn't quite get it physically right, and I'll touch on that. Uh-huh. Um, just having something there and like, having a purpose in windshield wipers, like that would be so cool to do. Yeah. And we had actually tried it in FSX like a long time before. Okay. And it absolutely slaughtered the performance. Like we're talking <laughs> 60 to like 15. Wow. We're like, we're like there's no way. Like there was no chance in hell we can pull that off. Like we can optimize, but that we're not going to take a 75% loss for rain. That's not going to happen. <laughs> so we, and, but we, it was funny because there's a picture somewhere of me. And I think it's in FSX of the 717 way early in dev with mm-hmm. on the PFD with just raindrops on the PFD instead of the screen. Because we wanted to test the technology, and we, oh, we, we wow. went over the top. Like we used like a, <laughs> we used like CUDA on the GPU to basically wow. do like hardware accelerated. It, that's how it is now, actually. Sure. Okay. Um, we rewrote it. It's not CUDA anymore, but it's still hardware accelerated. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did this whole like we we it was overkill, but it was almost a case of just getting to kind of sharpen the the blade, so to speak. And we went, oh, this would be amazing, but it's just we don't have the possibility to do it correctly right now, and we benched it. And then P3D V4 comes out and we start becoming aware of the PDK and the PDK all of a sudden. So the, the biggest hang up for us up until that point was display rendering technology. And actually it still is even at MSFS. That's still actually the biggest thorn in my side is oh, yeah. display technology. So mm. the PDK comes out and all of a sudden, you know, I've learned to write shaders. I've learned to do graphics programming now. So I'm a little more comfortable with that. And mm. Lockheed goes, Hey, here's an ability to hook directly into the lower level of the drawing system in, in P3D and wow. not to deal with the old like FS90. This thing that we use to draw gauges now for like regular screens was made in like FS98. Like it's ancient. Wow. It was wow. not built for any of the stuff that we're doing with it at this point. So now we get told, hey, there's this new system we can use that, and they improved it again in V4. It existed in V3, but not quite to the same level of granularity that we had in V4. Sure. Mm-hmm. So we said, okay, you know what? Let's try it. I was hesitant because we were in the middle of a bunch of other stuff, but I had push from the team to do it. And I gave it a try. And the initial the initial feedback was positive. It worked. We're like, yeah, there's a slight performance impact, but it was not, it was like 5%. It wasn't like it was before. We're like, holy cow, we can do this. Mm-hmm. And then started the real work. Because then <laughs> I remember sitting in my, I had this old truck that I drove at the time. I remember sitting there at night in the truck, just like staring out the, the windshield. Like, how does that work? But how often are you watching an individual raindrop like rolling down your windshield trying to figure yeah. out what its physical properties are? Yeah, you know, true. We, had, we had artists that were like trying to recreate this because the way rain works in real life is it refracts what's behind it. So you right. get because if you ever looked at a raindrop, it's inverted. It's it's a like vertical mirror of whatever's behind it. Mm-hmm. So we and we didn't have the ability to do that, even with the PDK. We tried that. And that one, we went right back to square one at the performance when we started wow. doing that. So we're like, yeah. all right, we're going to have to figure out a way to, to fake it more or less. Uh, and same thing with like the raindrops. You know, we can't do the type of thing where like, you know, they, they blend into each other and become one big drop and all that. It's just we did it very isolated. So that way it didn't murder the frame rate because we didn't want to make it any worse than it had to be. Sure. So we spent a lot of time at that point optimizing and pushing it. And eventually we settled on some some behaviors that we like. Uh, of course, after some silly bugs and, and things that didn't make sense, 
it eventually worked. We added fog to it after the release. We still wanted to add ice. We actually had one of our artists create the ice map for it. Oh wow! But really? um, so we we have that somewhere. It's I think I mean if you wanted to, you could use the current stuff to add ice to it, or or real light could actually do it too. Okay. Um, if you were to kind of creatively imagine real light, you could do, definitely use ice. But uh, we wanted to add that as the third part of it. Uh, we never really, it, it wasn't as big of a request from everybody. It was really the sure. way that people wanted. And then the fog right. was kind of just like a nice little plus one. Yep. Sure. And now with MSFS, I, I don't know that there's really a reason to allocate a lot of time to that. For that, uh, right. Yeah, at this moment. Available default. Native, yeah. Right. Native, True glass, yeah. True glass isn't even necessary. Neither is real light in, in uh, MSFS. Right. So I don't really know what, I mean, of course, we're going to continue to support it for all of our commercial customers that have purchased it. We'll make sure they always have one that works and whatever sure. the newest SIM is. But yep. Um, well, well, we'll see about that. But I know True Glass for us was definitely a, because we wanted to, and we didn't we didn't want to accept that, it. oh, it's just not possible. I'm like, no, it's not. Not now, but it will be, and we will make it happen. And eventually it did. Man, that thing was sweet. For some of you or My those Lord. of you that do not know what we're talking about, True Glass is the product in, because some of you X-Plane people are, are spoiled. That thing comes natively, if I'm not mistaken. It does. Yeah, exactly. For us FSX and P3D folks, there was no way to do that. That wasn't there by default or natively. And even a lot no. of you know aircrafts and add-ons didn't have that until these folks here, man, at uh, Invernex TFDI was able to create uh, True Glass. So that's what we're going on about. It's uh, it's it really brings that total immersive experience together. And Colin, you hit the nail on the head. It sucked pouring rain outside <laughs> crystal you're clear down the runway at 150 miles an hour and and the freaking windshield is as clear as could nothing be. so yeah nothing happened so um it's uh it's uh dave i think light brain though was only what gave it a little bit of enhancement i mean p3d fs had fsx had, had nothing, nothing. Had nothing. Was blank <laughs> there was no fog there was no rain there was nothing. no ice there was nothing nothing yeah nothing. so and I, and I will say, after True Glass came out, a couple of other companies came out and made their own contenders for it. And they, some of them have done elements of it better than we did. Um, sure. We we chose to make it commercially available. And right after we made it, right after we finished it, we spent a lot of time making it really accessible and easy for everyone to use because we wanted to try to get it in as many planes mm -hmm. as we could. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think some of, since then, I mean, there have definitely been some pretty solid contenders too. But it's nice sure. to see that it's now a standard. Right, you know, exactly. Absolutely. And that's you either make your own this community. Oh yeah. You either make your yep. own or you buy ours. But either way, most planes now it's kind of become a standard. And for sure. I'm, we're we're happy to have led that charge. Absolutely. That's, that's awesome. That's what it's about in this community. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you know, as you continue to kind of push the barriers or push the boundaries, us as consumers are going to want that and expect that from everyone else. That's why, like, when I hear some folks talk about, man, do we really need another A320? Let it come because there are going to be folks out there that, you know, each developer is going to have their own thing, right, to to kind of push that boundary. And I think it really, you know, allows for people to think outside of the box and, and really, you know, continue to push that experience for us. I'm going to intercept you know, there for a minute, sure. Mike. I'm, I'm sorry, Colin. Here we go. But <laughs> you, you know where I'm about to say. So I know, uh, man. Lex, bro. That's all I'm going to say. I know we got like. I wasn't talking about. I wasn't of, talking about scenery. I was talking about. I, I, I know. I, I just know. Want to put that out there. I'm saying. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm well, sorry, Colin. Continue. No, you know, I'm, I'm conflicted on that, right? Because as a company, generally, I have always steered us away from redoing something somebody else has done. Mm -hmm. uh, I, at least, you know, when we first got into the community, there were plenty of things that had never been touched 
that it seemed almost wasteful for us to create the you know the third 737 and then leave a whole section of airplanes untouched and we've reached the point in the market now i think where i as i've gotten older and we have seen more things and as the company has evolved i think that my my opinion has changed slightly and i i now appreciate the value of competition sure Mm -hmm. uh in a in a healthy way now again i don't i don't believe in the underhanded slam marketing i don't believe in the i'm gonna i'm just gonna beat you to the market to steal half your income i I don't do that i don't i don't mean like that but i i now understand that although it's not always pleasant competing for a market does benefit the consumer It, it keeps you sharp because you can't it's easy to get lazy when you're the best in your market and no one's going to challenge you, it's easy to get lazy. For sure. And having a little bit of that pressure and knowing that nothing is guaranteed, you're not guaranteed to stay on top, I think is better mm-hmm. for the consumer. And it's better for devs in the it, with respect to overall quality and output. You know, again, within reason. Now, when you're doing the, the fourth scenery for the same airport, ultimately it's, it's, <laughs> it's, up to a develop, it's up to a developer what they want to do and i always appreciate anybody create something for this community but i i implore those developers please there are twenty six thousand some odd major airports in the world there there must be one same with the airplane please don't make the fifth 737 i mean unless you have some way that you now, and I'm not saying now. If you figured out some way to just absolutely crush it and make everything else on the market look simple, do it by absolutely. all means. Do it because yep. then the rest of us are going to have to figure it out and catch up, and everyone's going to benefit as a result. We're going to just it's right. going to evolve. But absolutely, but don't make the fifth copy of the same thing. <laughs> so I'm, I'm I understand I understand both sides of the table there, and I for sure I become I was very harsh on that for a long time. I was like, no, I will never redo somebody else's work. And now you know with packs, there was some competition to packs. Um, the MD-11, of course, PMDG has done before. Now they've kind of given us their blessing. They've told us sure. like they're not, they are not going to compete with us on the MD-11. But there's okay. even the rotate one for X-Plane. Yeah, for now, X-Plane. I'm yeah. staying out of their way. I have no intention of of going to X-Plane at this point, um, sure. just because that's that's a whole other can of worms. And I also have no reason to want to fight with them. Sure. Um, especially not on their home turf. Yeah. Uh, now, not not only sure. is it, it just just as people too. I know how I would feel in that position, and I don't think it's what I want to do right now um absolutely we've been pretty clear about that but i understand the value of of having something on the market to kind of keep each other keep each other motivated to to be the best that you can that you can be it isn't about beating your competition it's about making sure you're doing the best that you can absolutely absolutely and i i mean i think you uh i think you really hit the nail on the head there because you know again i mean you know if you know that you know based on you know your capacity as a developer you know you might be ah we may be able to do it not sure whatever but hey let's go and drop another 737 no don't do that <laughs> you know don't, don't don't do that and now you know i was um and i like to quote someone uh, i'm not going to say names but you know he's like the face pmdg but he's always said it but um you know we love as consumers to see aircraft that we can always relate to. And I don't know about you guys, but I remember AirTrans 717s. Or, you know, I mean, FedEx, you know, Castaway, guys. I'm sorry, Castaway, <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, uh, the MD-11. And we, you know, we, we all see those. Well, we can all relate to those. 737s, A320, 21s, you know, you name it. You know, we can all relate to those. But, you know, um, as, you know, and as I've gotten older, you know, you kind of see that you know we've you know we've covered the market pretty well you know we're starting to see new uh new uh, regional rjs emerge um coming out of the woodworks um you know i think um fly jsm just updated their q400 got turboprops there so 
you know, just from a consumer perspective, um, holistically speaking, I think the market's really healthy right now. It's just, again, y'all, the scenery, yeah. man, I, I love my scenery developers out, developers out there, but Lord have mercy. We're good on <laughs> LEX. I'm just saying. All right. You got it, Mike. I'm done. <laughs> we'll get Johnny on his soapbox, man. Uh, <laughs> not as we usher in a new era of developers too with msfs and as some of these products go stale because i mean even you know even look at the 717 it's five years old you know by the sure. time if we if we were to start a, a redo of it now by the time it hit the market it would be six or seven years old mm-hmm. so you, you want to talk yeah. about the the place we were at in 2014 or 2015 when we started that versus where we'd be in 2023 when it would come out theoretically sure. theoretically if, if we were to do that uh um, sure. You know, you, you're talking about a completely different technological landscape as Absolutely. far as, you know, expectations and of quality are concerned and expectations of capability. It's not the same. It's not the same place. So, no, it, it eventually we will redo that stuff. Right. You know, someone, whether it be us or someone else in a couple of years may make another 717. Sure. Someone may make a new, you know, in, in six, seven years, someone may make another MD-11, whatever it may be. It, that, right. And that's normal. I, they should, because Absolutely. there's no way that what we do today is still going to be king of the hill in five, six years. It shouldn't be. If it is, that means no one else is pushed. For sure. For sure. Yep. No, that makes sense. Um, we had some other things on here. Uh, by the way, guys, again, enter exclamation TFDI for your chance at a holiday giveaway. We're giving away a gift card at the end here of the podcast. Those of you just joining, we are joined uh, by Colin, uh, head of uh, Invernix, a.k.a. TFDI. Um, and we're just really shooting the breeze, man, really starting to understand kind of the inception and kind of the overall, uh, underpinnings and how TFDI was born. And, uh, we're not going to start to slowly transition here into the overall kind of roadmap and what's to come here for the company. But before I go into that, Colin, tell us a little bit on, on kind of like how you partner with, you know, whether it's real world airlines or pilots to help influence, the product that you guys are, are putting out there for the sim community. I know a, a lot of what we do is done with insane amounts of reference and feedback from any real world sources we can get, whether that's it's sometimes something as small as we will just Google MD 11 cockpit and wait until we find a picture that happened to have caught what we want. We've had people take photos for us. We've had, mm-hmm. you know, mechanics answer questions and send us photos. We've had cool. uh, help from airlines in the past. We've had, you know, pilots send us manuals or answer questions for us. We've had, um, you know, of course, it, all kinds of things we've gotten over the years that we'll take anything we can because something like this, you know, you you ask questions sometimes, even pilots scratch their heads. Uh, so <laughs> it, we, we've we been really lucky to get to work with, like I said, mechanics too, you know, airlines, things like that. But it, it's, it's, not as, it's not like you think it is. It isn't like we just go, hey, you know, hey, Delta, hey, KLM, how does this plane work? Gotcha. Uh, that's, not, that's not at all how it is. Uh, yeah, it's... Yeah. When, and we kind of took a different approach. I, I would imagine that there are some developers in the industry that have those connections that do that. Yeah. Um, of course, we know people in, I would assume, every every walk of life at this point based on where we're at. But mm-hmm. um, we kind of always leaned on the fact that we are of the community for the community. So when yeah. we started the MD-11, we said, hey, everyone that knows anything about the MD-11, here's our Discord. Here's a form that you can send us information <laughs> and make requests. And dear God. The it's the that form has got to be I don't know how many responses it's had now, but we've got an entire really? folder full of like wow. a gig of, like gigs of stuff. It's got to be at this point. Wow! That people have sent us photos, videos, information, little tidbits. They got in the Discord and were telling us, "Hey, you know the the flaps droop this certain way when this certain thing is happening." And I remember seeing it on this. I'm like, man, there's I have learned information in passing 
that I didn't even know was something we had to consider. So I think we are kind of a, this product, both the 717, the 717 was this way too. And the MD-11 is kind of this community hive mind of realism and experience together that we are just steering at this point. Right. Wow. And you you can tell it, you can tell it in the products. I mean, it's just, you know, the, it, it speaks for itself. You know, you can tell when a product was just rushed out, you know, rushed out just to make a dollar, but you can tell when a product was, product was really made with, you know, um, love and attention. And, you know, you can definitely tell there's just little nuances to oh, yeah. operating it. You're like, yeah, he, they've definitely reached out to someone, you know, so mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's really cool, Colin. We are, I know uh, we have a, habit like i said of making our lives harder than it needs to be sometimes but i know we also (laughs) we all like to swing for the fences and we we want to create something that is so unapologetically impressive that it doesn't need marketing no i know that that's that's the goal when we set out for these things which is why we said you know what what's you know what's better than two pilots two thousand and we ask everyone anyone that can help us we are we want to listen because ultimately you're the ones that are going to be flying this thing it's not we're not making it for us we're making it for everyone so if we all work together to make it into what it is, we yep. will deliver. And uh, I'll I'll segue a little bit into the, the products. Sure. Here, if you yeah, yeah, go ahead. Absolutely. Uh, I can tell you from working with the guys on this, just the, the type of work that I've done and the level of granularity I know I've done and what I've seen Ricardo do and Ozzy and everyone on this team, it will make the 717 look like a matchbox car. Ooh. I'm Did talking you guys about, hear that? Oh, I'm talking wow. about you That's can go awesome. into... Now we're gonna we we did announce the pricing model on one of our live streams, um, uh-huh. so I'll I'll come back to that. Sure, uh, sure. But the I know that one of the things you're gonna be able to do with the MD11 is purchase like a, a failures slash like extended simulation pack, which will include kind of like an instructor panel basically where you can go in and when I say granularity and depth, I'm talking about going and failed display computer too, and watch wow. the center two screens red X until you reconfigure it. I'm talking about you can pull a breaker and kill one of your IRUs and see how that handles it, or kill one of your ADCs and see what data fails. Wow. Uh, I'm talking about the FMCs can cross talk to each other. One fails and the other one has to sink back over when it comes on. Um, there's we built incredible. this stack of technology incredible. where every single item in the airplane. I don't think we directly reference the simulator variables in more than one place ever. We have the set except for I think maybe the standby displays, maybe the exception. Sure. But we'll code what we did is we'll say, okay, we're gonna code the um we'll, we'll take the air data computer. We're going to code. We have a whole file. It's literally called ADC.cpp, I believe. That all it does is it that reads the sim. And then that checks, do I have power? Have I failed? Am I providing the right data? If I have, okay, then then it sends that back out to the, the rest of the systems. And wow. everything else reads from that. So if you have, and then everything along the way. So the ADC has its own thing that can fail and checks for itself. Then you have, okay, well, I'm going to connect that to the display unit. Well, then the DEU that is connected to the ADC has its own unit that can fail. Okay, well, the DU is working. Now we're going to talk about the actual screen. Okay, the screen itself can fail. The screen itself is on. Okay, that's good. Now, finally, it draws whatever the ADC said. So that is a level of immersion that we don't see too often or at all today. And you guys are saying you're going to, we're going to be able to see this in 2020. Yes. So oh, far, awesome. that type of that stuff is, is awesome. already running. At Expo, wow. when, when we did this, the, the same systems logic, the flight computer was running. The magenta line stuff is running. You just can't see it because gotcha. the, it's all display. We have All the issues that we're having with 2020 at this point are display related. 
Um, and it's it's been pretty severe in the amount of setback that it's given us. But thankfully, the the part that really matters, the the, the heart of the simulation, all those things seems to be working quite well and uh, without serious effects to the performance. So the part that really matters is going to make it feel like a living, breathing machine. Seems like we're going to have no issue. It's just going to be a case of getting the, the colors and lines to show up on the little screens. Once we're done with that, then we're going to have, a, I would like to think, a pretty impressive simulation. For sure. I know we, we we swung for the fences with this one. What's the first wow. one? You, what's the first livery you flying, Johnny? Well, guys, one word, Memphis. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, I drive past the UPS one that they park at Tampa every time mm -hmm. I go to the airport. I uh -huh. cannot wait. I'm doing some like nine hour UPS haul with that thing out of Tampa. Damn I will do it. it. Shared cockpit. We'll get like four of us in there. We'll hand it oh, off halfway awesome. through. We'll do it right. <laughs> sending oh, that awesome. it and that's another thing too you know i mean i got so excited not my keyboard off but you know <laughs> even even you know way back when i think the 717 was probably one of the first aircraft that i noticed to have shared cockpit functionality it was one of the first to make it yeah, a real priority dude. it wasn't the first i think the airsoft airbus had it and i know the leonardo md80 i believe had it before us uh, really? okay. but i know we were the first to make it a first class citizen in the product Okay. We were one of the first yeah. to design it kind of from the beginning with the, the ability to have a native shared cockpit experience where you just click and go. There was uh, no make sure, you know, if you, if your, your second in command was not in the same configuration as you just said, one seven, just fix yeah. it. Yeah. Right. It puts you wherever oh, you're supposed really? to be. There is no, you have to click the same switch at the same time and like hope you connect in the same stage. Your <laughs> SIM can crash, wow. reload it, reconnect, and it'll reset whoever reconnected to where they're supposed to be. Wow. Uh, we designed the whole thing specifically to allow that. Uh, now we're going to try to do the same thing with the MD 11, but it's going to take a little, it's a little more hands-on because of how we coded it, but we're still going to oh, do sure. for sure. the MD 11. We want to make it even easier. We're trying to set up a system where you don't even have to set up port forwarding anymore. We're going to try wow. to open wow. servers. We've got the ability to do that. We've got enough resources on standby that we're going to set up some, as of now, the plan is to set up some servers that, uh, you basically by buying the product, you also pay your, your due basically to have access to that server. So, you know, wow. you go and you want to click on shared cockpit, you and your friend both get a code, you join it. That's it. No port forwarding, no server. You can wow. still host the server if you want. We're going to release the sure. software. Yeah. But by default, it'll it'll select ours, so it can just be easy. Um, and because I, I know that's a big big issue for support with uh, shared cockpit, it's just taking someone yeah, who's maybe not as tech savvy and telling them, "Hey, you need to go right. to your firewall and open this port and set up this address." And it's like <laughs> speaking another language to them. And I'm like, I just want to tell them, "No, type your code in. You're good." It's a bear to set up in in my and lord, yes. man. And unfortunately, that's part of the reason why I just we don't do it often enough. Like I, I think Johnny and I flew shirt cop it once. There's a couple people in this like, chat what, three, two days to get together. Oh, <laughs> cop it thing was it's it's just a lot to do. It's hard to set up, man. And you got to be on the same version of aircraft and same version of this and version of that. So it, it takes some work. It, it, it adds a lot work. of complexity. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So. <laughs> So, the, so that's the MD-11. I'm excited for that. And, and you can ask Johnny. I'm not really into those kind of, you know, you know, type of flight experiences. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm a true <laughs> Airbus guy, airliner guy, GA guy. I don't think, I think I can count on one hand the amount of time I simulated cargo ops. Likewise. Maybe even three fingers. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever seen you stream cargo I've ops. I've never Mike. streamed it one. And number two, I think just being just sitting here and, and actually simulating it, I think once or twice. So, 
This though is going to definitely get me thinking oh, I will. about doing it a lot more often. That's awesome. That's oh, yeah, super man. cool. I'm it's, excited. It's definitely definitely going to be some across the pond ops, man. Vats and Barry. Oh my ready, gosh, Vats. Sure. <laughs> I can't wait. Right? Oh my I can't gosh, wait man. To see MD11s across the board. Oh, oh my man, goodness. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's gotcha. gonna be some folks in the payroll for sure, man. With these airlines, there. <laughs> UPS and FedEx gonna have to cut checks, man. Man, line them up, man. Line them up. <laughs> oh my god! And what was the? I don't know if that was ever published, and if it's not, you know, feel free not to answer, Colin. But what was the timeline? I think you know you all are projecting with it roughly. I was gonna say so as I as I talked about earlier, I made the mistake previously of yeah. putting the cart before the horse and signing of up course. for something I didn't know I couldn't deliver on. Got it. Um, I know that right now we are moving very, very fast on it. Mm-hmm. But I also know that products of this nature, sometimes the last 10% feels like it takes 90% of the time. For sure. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think the the path from where we are right now to a flyable, reasonably complete product is relatively short. The path from where we are right now to on sale, uh, I, I can't say with confidence yet. What I can say is we're okay. not talking no, 2024. Fair. We're not, we're not talking years down the line. I, right. I have a goal in mind that I think will impress everybody. If, if we're able to hit it for sure. Uh, Awesome. And that's, that's all I can say in it because I I don't, if I'm wrong and I want to say this just again, live here, Mm -hmm. um, I will hold the release for six months if I have to, to make sure that this product comes out the right way. Absolutely. I will not make that mistake twice. We want this product on day one to absolutely just drop your jaw to the floor. And there, we don't want any reservations, any, oh, don't mind that. We're going to fix it. We're going to try to, we want to lead the charge on that one this time. For sure. And come out with something that is compelling and polished and thorough on day one. And we've already started plans for alternative methods of beta, for stages of betas and things. And we're not at beta yet, obviously, but um, but we've already got a roadmap in place for ways that we're, you know, we, and and truthfully, we've even kicked around the idea of like a limited stock pre-sale that you have to you voluntarily sign up for a beta that's like, you know, a limited like 500 units, let's say. Right. Where you got to go through, you know, five different levels of, yes, I know I'm buying a beta. Yeah, exactly. Because you know, <laughs> you know, sam- sample size matters, right? You know, we noticed yeah, that the absolutely. 717's community beta. We we did run a beta on the 717, but it was way too short. So that was mm-hmm. one issue. We were not going to make that mistake. We also noticed that the sheer volume of people using the 717 in that community beta, although it was difficult to, to field at, at times, mm-hmm we just had constant feedback all the time. We knew immediately if we got it right or not. And that was absolutely invaluably helpful to us. Mm. So we're going to try to see if we can do that in a way where it's, we're not taking advantage of anybody, but sure. that we want to, we want to try to find a way to leverage that massive sample size in a meaningful way too. And that's, that's what we've considered. So no, we are, the, the release date is kind of a, it's kind of a moving target for us right sure. now, but it is closer than you might imagine, given the way the last couple of dev previews looked. Sure. For sure. Awesome. Well, I can say for sure, man. You guys take your time. You know, I yes. know for sure it'll be worth it. You know, you guys have our full support here at CTP. I'm sure the fans will, uh, the listeners will agree as well. Um, I'm, I'm just excited for it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for all these new releases because this does nothing but, you know, put, I guess, in a weird way of pressure on the Sobo to continue to move their update process and, you know, to continue to support and um, get that sim and that platform really ironed out to the point to where, yeah, it's like, man, this is, I have no need for P3D anymore. You know, I have no need for it. I don't <laughs> know, know that we'll ever get to that stage fully, though. 
Just really? Because of, well, because of, of P3D's place as a commercial platform. Sure, sure. I don't think I it'll ever that. go away entirely. I can see that. Well, what about for that. the for our like niche community? Do you think make it ten years from now? Sure. We still have people flying in FS two thousand four. Yeah, that's true. That's a they good were, point. That was seventeen point. years ago. So there will always be diehards that that have it the way they like it, and they don't want to yeah. break it. And I understand that. So it, I, I, it's it. I guess at some point it, you know, you look at P three D now. That's kind of like the the majority of the market. I think right. we'll see the same thing eventually. It it might take over. It's really it's going to be up to Asobo. Truly, sure, sure. It's up it's up to Microsoft and Asobo if they want that. It's possible. They just have to sure. be willing to to do the things that they need that we need them to do to become do that mainstream platform. Absolutely, yep. absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah. from a commercial standpoint, yeah, P three D is not going nowhere for sure. I mean, I don't think Lockheed Martin's really too concerned about us as um entertainment, <laughs> entertainment simmers, but. You know, it's it's really encouraging, you know, just to see, you know, the level, you know, the level of movement in 2020. You know, I had me had me a little worried there on day one, not gonna lie, but likewise. You know. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. I was at Expo when it happened. And someone's like, dude, they announced a new sim. I'm like, what? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> oh man. Yeah, it was um yeah, I was telling Mike, man, you know, um, it, it just will be so because right now I'm running Three, three, well, four sims. Four, dude. Including BCS. You know, I'm <laughs> no, playing Mike's, but you got, you're entertainers, though. You have to. Oh, man. Yeah, we we got to keep tabs on all that stuff. <laughs> That's not and, we still, and we still do a poor job at it. If, it wasn't, if it's not for folks in here like like Dave, <laughs> we wouldn't know what the hell is going on across the community. <laughs> just it's a, it's honest, a big man. corral to watch. It is. It's a, there's a lot going on, man, when you've got lots of things going on in life. But let me jump back in here. John, thanks for joining us, man. John, uh is all the way out there in uh, Ireland. So I know it's like very late. So appreciate you stopping by. Uh, Mrs. Spurs says, it's really nice that you stand behind your product like that, Colin. So uh, awesome. Thank you, Mrs. Spur. Uh, Short and Final has a question. Curious to know if the MD-11 will release for MFS, for MSFS and P3D at the same time. That's the goal. Okay. Uh, as of right now, we're doing everything we can. Not, I mean, I would say 75% of the technology that we've developed has nothing to do with the platform it's in. Um, we, we have written it in such a way that the part of it that cares that it's FSX or P3D, or I, I don't know that FSX is going to happen. I don't, that's not True. a plan at the moment, but, uh, right. the part of this, the part of the code that cares if it's FS, or excuse me, force of habit. Sorry. The part of the code <laughs> that cares if it's P3D or MSFS yeah. is like 10% or less. Hmm. And the vast, oh, wow. vast majority of the airplane is written completely outside of any SIM at all. Okay. Um, wow. So that gives us a really solid chance at getting a, a unified release. And we want that. We want them to come out equally as polished on day one for both platforms. That way you don't have to pick your, you don't have to be forced either way. Pick your favorite, fit it into your life where it makes sense for you. Right. Uh, but I do know that we're, we're going to encounter unique challenges <laughs> on both fronts. Sure. So only time will tell, but I'm going to do my very best. And I know that I've pushed the team really hard um, to maintain as much, you know, like uniform, uh, code bases and models and things as they can. We are right now. We're working out out of P3D just because mm -hmm. I'm not. I don't want them spending their time doing it twice while we're twice, still right. debugging everything. But we have spent time. Like we've had the models in the sim. We've had clicking like switches click in the sim and make sure that they work with the screens. We've had a screen render in MSFS. We've done a lot of those things that we wanted that we thought could hold us up. We've all mm -hmm. we've already tried. So we kind of know what the hassles are going to be and we can plan for that. Sure. Uh, 
and even even our sounds like same deal we've, we've worked out a deal with tss now that they, he's doing the sounds for for both msfs and p3d too cool time so the the plan is to let them walk shoulder to shoulder at least for for the foreseeable future so too cool and i and i would be that guy to somehow buy both I, don't ask me how oh, I, it. <laughs> I, I anticipate there being some type of like upgrade price like you're not gonna have to buy a full price i would For imagine sure. too cool too cool gotcha uh and then before i go to the next question let me interject so we actually are doing a second giveaway today as well colin has been gracious enough to uh, uh offer up a uh, copy of pack x so uh, we will be Come see what all the hype's that. about <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so we'll, we'll again, you, you'll be entering here. I can't edit kind of the title of the giveaway because then it's going to lose all of the entries. But no, I know you're good. Uh, you'll, you'll, you'll enter in and uh, we'll run the first one and then we'll run the other one for uh, uh Pack X. So definitely get in there and um, Enter for your chance to win. There was another question. Oh, yes, Dave. So Dave says, <laughs> sorry, Mike and Johnny. I got to ask Colin, when are you going to make a GA aircraft for 2020? Jets ain't my thing. Runs and <laughs> oh, man. You know, so that I've been pushed by members of our team before to just create something small. And I'm like, you know, I'm not against it, but it just has never made sense. I sure. think I think we could have a lot of fun with something small like that because we could mm -hmm. just you take the level of granularity that we put into the MD-11 and put mm -hmm. the same amount of effort into a GA plane, and we'll have something that you were assembling from a box by yourself. You know, it's, <laughs> you'll be sitting there putting the pistons in the engine. Um, <laughs> so I think we can have a lot of fun because where, where we're not, where we wouldn't be spending time on glass and autopilots and, you know, flight calculations, we could be spending on things and make it feel like an actual plane. Sure. Uh, so I'm not, I'm not against it, but I know right now, I don't think that GA in particular, Specifically, GA, I don't think has come up as one of the options. There's also so many on the market. You know, you've got A2A, you've oh, got yeah. you got the high end stuff like A2A. Milvis creates some pretty solid works in that area. Sure. You've got the kind of more um, entry level stuff like some of the Caronado things that are out there. There's a lot of options in the GA space already for kind of all levels of experience. For sure. So going back to what we talked about before, I don't like. I would not. I am not going to fight A2A on something like the 172 or something like that. Right. Hey, I mm -hmm. respect their work. B, that's I don't. I don't want to pick a fight that. I'm not sure I can win. So, <laughs> it's respect first, but it's also Absolutely. a case of, you know, they've yeah. done such an outstanding job that I don't know that I could do anything that would be worth it Absolutely. because they have such a solid product. And same with Milvis. Uh, they've got, I worked on some of their things um, over the years and they've, they, they've done some pretty solid things. Really, too. really solid work. So sure. So GA, it's not to answer the question uh, when, I don't know. I don't know if we are, but I know that some non like non glass airliners have certainly come up. Um, and I, I've got a few that I'm kind of rooting for, but I also have you know, a lot of people that I have to represent when I make those decisions. Absolutely. So I'm not gonna. I, I don't. I'm not gonna push my pipe dream of doing some flying wild Alaska plane. Uh, <laughs> I'm about it. Oh yeah, yeah, I definitely know where you're driving there. Definitely know you're driving there. Yeah, and that's my thing, you know, Kyle. You know, and I love, you know, and and I love how you brought, you know, to uh, everyone's attention the idea of respect, especially when you had, uh, you know, long time contenders in the game, AT A two A, for example. You know, Milvez. You know, they've been in the game for you know many a years, and you know, I, I, you know, I think it's really cool that you're, you know, that you're respecting their you know their position in the industry and you know i mean to be honest with you it makes me want to you know support you guys that much more now i mean not saying that I was a complete nerd over you know the 717 but 
you know, um, you know, I, I think it's really cool that you're not completely ruling it out. Cough, 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 business jets. Cough, cough, cough. But <laughs> they have some pretty cool looking corporate jets these oh days. My man. Oh man, I love the Phenom that that Flight One Phenom oh back gosh. in the day. Yeah. Yes, yeah, um, and that that was just such a fun little quirky plane. It was, wasn't it? It was so weird to fly. It's, it's, it chugged on my old machine. I could barely run it. And I'm like, I don't care. I love this thing. It's got all the little quick, little clicky things and the, the little chimes and sounds that I wanted from it. I'm like, oh, man, exactly. it just scratched the itch. I don't know what it oh, was. Oh, man. Yeah, it was, it was something about that airplane, man, that just hit a, you know, just to hit those little small airports, you know, I think it'd be, especially in 2020, yeah. I think. You oh, know, if they ever brought that back to twenty. Oh my lord! No, <laughs> I, I would dust off the flight controls that are Pull. somewhere up in the, the closet. Above <laughs> I would dust them off for that man. <sighs> I'm gonna have to try some of these things. You know, these uh, some of these things that are coming out these days look really, really damn amazing. Good. Yeah, I'm gonna have amazing. to try some of these. That'd amazing. Cool. You know, uh, and that's and that's the thing. I'm sorry. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna shut up, Mike. I told no, you no, you're fine. You're fine but uh, <laughs> I'm just you know, trying to get the people's questions answered. But you take yeah, over, yeah, for sure. No, I'm not. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not taking nothing. I'm just gonna intercept for a minute. So no, but you know, I, I I think that's where you know, going back to 2020, that's where you know things really get cool. Is the fact that you know, going into these smaller airports, there's so much more detail out of the box than we've ever seen yeah i think it's just begging you know to get something you know small and you know whatever you know in there you know I think very agile yeah for sure you know um whether it be you know like the phenom or you know what have you and i know right now no well we used to have like work's been just killing me here lately but the cj4 you know we used to send that from here to albuquerque mike <laughs> Oh Mike, my gosh, we're 2020 <laughs> and the working title guys were like the first to start modding aircrafts along with fly by wire. Oh my god, I'd be an SCJ for all day. <laughs> oh, I'd man. be an SCJ for all day. Uh, but Kenny says, uh, if you did do it, if you did do the GA route, try the Sea Wind Amphibian where one can taxi into or out of the water to land. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Actually, yeah, you know, there was a joke that they everyone wanted us to do a car of air at some point. We somebody made uh. a joke about it, and that became like the thing. I was on a Reddit for a little bit. It was just uh, every time we post anything, so was it a car of air? I'm like, no, no. <laughs> uh, oh another one here from uh, John. Yeah, John, I think you um, we were talking about True Glass for a little bit here just before you joined, but John is asking. Uh, Will true grass, true grass, true glass be extended to cabin windows in P3D or only windshields and cockpit windows? So I, I suppose from a technical standpoint, you could do it now because we give you an mm. option in true glass to control like the radial angle that like um, that the raindrops are going to fall at. Now, okay. although, no, you know, the thing, I'm trying to remember this now because it's been such a long time since I looked at the code. I think technically you could. Um, and because, oh, of course you can. Yeah, because we can have side windows. Right. Because so, it's yeah. basically a side cockpit window, right? I mean, it's the same idea. If you've got, you know, the screen around you like this and you got two on the yep. side, it's yep. basically the same thing because it's it's going to come this way toward you. So you kind of got the same experience on the cabin windows. You could do it. I just think that the performance impact, especially if you're talking about like every window, you have to map them all to the same one. Sure. Which, which would look a little kind of gimmicky when you've got, you know, was it 37 windows, whatever it is, or 72, whatever it is, that all right. have the exact same raindrops in the exact same place. It might look a little silly. So that's, <laughs> yeah. that would be one of the limitations. That, and I think that if you, if you were to push the, uh, 
the limit anymore with that. Your your performance, your cost to benefit is just not great there. Not great, yeah. But it is technically yeah. possible. Gotcha. Cool. Uh, also, I uh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I, I just looked up that sea wind, and that that is an awesome looking plane, man. Have you, have you, <laughs> oh have you seen it, dude? I've got a story about that damn sea wind. A real Hold on. Oh. I think oh, that isn't the that the that, same the one crash, dude. The one that crashed like four times in in nine days, dude. I, that sea wind, we've had it. We someone owns it locally here in SoCal, and then they sold it to someone. That guy had a gear up landing at one of our local airports here. Then they flew it to New Mexico and had another gear up landing. <laughs> and then they flew it, I think, like a week later and had some sort of forced, and it you know, sounds weird for a sea wind, but forced water landing where it was like turned upside down. Though. Oh, geez. And the thing is still operating. What? Yeah, I mean, that's pretty. It says a lot about the manufacturing. I suppose. you can look it up, For dude. Sure. It's, it's insane. I thought it was a joke. I thought it was a joke. It's crazy, Chief. What's going on, man? Thanks for Sounds joining. Like an episode of air disasters. <laughs> it's a well, disaster times too. Uh, Adrian Martinez what. is here. Hello, good to see you. Welcome. Yeah, I make I make no promises, but uh, I I am a doer, not a talker. I just dropped that in our Slack channel uh, about the sea wind. I'm going to kind of get an idea for what the team thinks. Ah, look at <laughs> that. <laughs> see? That's a cool looking plane. I think cool. that's awesome. I've never seen that. It's, it's unique. We have a thing about doing unique things. So that would be, and that'd be a total change of pace. So we, uh, we might, we might, you know what? And if it does happen, then uh, whoever suggested, I, I don't remember the username. I'm sorry. Um, but whoever was, the, uh, uh, the suggester was here, you'll know. Who was it? We started it was that Kenny. discussion here. <laughs> yep. You're right there. You here. Go. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get you a copy of it. <laughs> if we do we do a sea wind you get a you get a free copy titanium plane I, I know it's crazy man um all right let's see what else is going on those of you just joining we're doing two giveaways i know it says one but it's actually two the first winner will receive a 20 dollar x-plane orc store or sib market gift card their choice and the second place winner will receive a uh, copy of packs uh courtesy of colin on uh, the tfdi crew so just a way to say happy holidays here from the Close Traffic Podcast and appreciate all of you guys' support through the air. I did have a question as well earlier offline about whether or not we were still um, podcasting the show, and we absolutely are. All of this is still available uh, to your local podcast outlets, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all the other podcast stuff that you guys use these days. Make sure you um, read us. Make sure you read are, us. Make sure you read us. <laughs> we are still part. publishing. You know, we'll come on every once in a while with the live show, uh, but every single show will definitely always continue, including the live show, to go to our podcast outlets. So definitely, uh, you know, tune into those. Um what else on the roadmap, Colin? So that's um, oh, packs. Oh, there was another question I missed. Yeah, uh, I think missed from it, Charlie. There was Char- Charlie's got a support question. Actually, go right to the top. Um, yeah. <laughs> right yep. to the top of the organization. I, I, I'm probably going to send you right back down. But <laughs> have you seen or heard issues with uh, smart cars and FSUIPC making 2020 uh, causing CTDs in 2020? I, uh, I think I've seen the wind blowing slightly too hard and MSFS crashes. <laughs> um, jo- jokes aside, no, we, we yeah. have I? Yeah, absolutely. Um, do I know if it's smart cars crashing it? I would say it's unlikely that smart cars is the culprit uh, simply because it's the same code base. It's been the same code base for almost 10 years. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's unlikely that smart cars is the culprit. Now, could FSU IPC be doing something different? Absolutely. Could it be the sim needing an update or malfunctioning because of an update? Absolutely. Could it be a system issue? Absolutely. Is it possible that on your machine running it is causing it to crash? And that's in that case, yes. But I don't have an easy fix for you outside of I would say by to start, make sure everything is up to date. Update yeah. the sim, update FSU IPC, clear your temp files, do the obvious, you know, things like that to kind of give everything a fresh start and give it a try. Check, you know, system temps and VRAM and all that fun stuff and kind of just yeah. uh, the general stuff. If I mean, if you really can't get it working, open a ticket with us and we'll, we'll do our best. But they're likely going to tell you the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Yeah, FS2020 is just, you know, finicky right now, yeah, man. I told you, I, I, I accidentally, like I said, unplug a cable while a flight's <laughs> going and it'll CTD. Like, no lie. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, let's see. So what's in the works for VAA cars or is that a finished product? And I think we can segue that into That's perfect. the other question that we had around, you know, what's next for smart cars? In general? Oh man. So smart cars three is, is well underway. We're actually, uh, uh, I'm not going to give away the farm with the dev updates yet, but uh, <laughs> we, so we, something we started doing, I'll kind of tell about it here. We, we switched the way our dev model works and we kind of break things down in the seasons now. So because we've got it, we've got all these projects or these major long-term projects that you're talking about months to years in some cases. And it's it's hard to manage. Like if sure. from a project management standpoint, it makes my life a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to plan and track progress on a an undefined finish line. So mm-hmm. uh, similarly to coincide with those new seasons, we kind of are aiming to do a dev update at least once a quarter, like a major one that talks about all the current stuff that's on the market or being worked on. Awesome. Um, so I'm not going to spoil the surprise because we're only about two <laughs> weeks away and we do have some fun stuff to talk about. Sure, cool. uh, but I will say the Smart Cars 3 in general, um, it is not an evolution of Smart Cars 2. It is its replacement. Wow. Um, wow. Okay. We did something different, and I've talked about this uh, pre-, pre- uh, All right. English. Let me start <laughs> that sentence again. I get a little ahead of myself. We've talked about this prior, so I don't mind going into a little more detail here. So, sure. Yeah. Um, we basically, Smart Cars 2 kind of became the mainstay. It, it was the go-to. It still is for a lot of VAs, and I think it's still a really solid contender, but it's dated. Uh, it's certainly dated, and it certainly lacks in some areas that it would benefit from having more work on. So mm. what we did with Smart Cars 3 is we didn't create another program. We created a platform. Wow. Uh, Smart okay. Cars 3 has a developer SDK that gives you the same level of access to write applications that we have when we're making them. So we're going to ship wow. it with some core plugins. And of course, the thing, the features you've come to know and love, you know, the flight booking, the chat, the radio, it's, all that stuff is going to exist. But we're going to then basically open the doorway for a VA to have any level of customization they want. Uh, the web script mm-hmm. are all documented down to the individual function. We provide all the source for that. Uh, the developer wow. API on the, de- and we're talking desktop API here, not, not web stuff. You're going to actually be able to modify the smart cars client uh, wow. and ship those modules via our module store to your VA users. So if you're a VA, that's like, you know what? We want to do something completely custom that has nothing to do with PHP VMS or any of the web systems. We want to do some totally custom booking dispatch system that uses all proprietary stuff that works for no one, but us, you can literally go in uninstall our flight track or our booking module, install your own boom, done. Wow, I'm and, Johnny. We may have to take the take the boots back out, man. <laughs> hey, man, go ahead and dust them off, bro. That's you, that you is take the, the boots back out. <laughs> and, and and of course, on top of that, we've got a lot of feature requests that we had from Smart Cars too. I have a whole spreadsheet of them that I've exported, and uh, 
I've made it the unfortunate responsibility of one of our developers to sift through my notes in, in the worst format I think it could have come up with uh, this this tool we exported it from. But we've got a whole list of like 60, I think, something items of wow. just requests, bugs to fix, little inefficiencies, um, features that we just didn't think about eight years ago, whatever it was, and that we started. Right. So you're going to see those things, of course. Like it's, there's going to be improvements to the workflow. It's not it's not Smart Cars 2 rebranded with an API. It's a it has a ton of new features and functionality. We are doing some stuff with the mobile app that you guys are going to really like, and Smart Cars Premium wow. you're going to really like. Um, you're we're talking about a level of of review of your flights that I don't think I've actually seen anywhere except in the actual airplane. Wow. Um, so if if that goes the way that we want, we spend a lot of time doing it, really uh, optimizing a lot of these things to take care of some really cool things like i'm even thinking maybe being able to do post-dated check rides type granularity so you know <laughs> you're talking about johnny's heartstrings wow. man so we're, we're talking wow. about some pretty pretty heavy duty stuff there we we leaned into you know there's so many things in the market there's so many trackers just like you know our, our thing with not stepping on toes right you know there's Atlanta sure. out there yeah. there's there's project fly I, I i know it's kind of it's changed a little bit but there's so many ways to distract your flight we leaned really heavily into what makes smart cars a strong platform and it mm -hmm. is it is its ability to suit the needs of a VA and of a community. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, at this point, I don't think Project Fly or Volanta or anything like that are really in a position or have the desire to replace ACARS. Yep. They can't. And right. ACARS is a very personal thing to a, a VA. Sure. So rather than become the third flight tracker, we said, OK, let's lean into what we are. We mm -hmm. are the strongest contender in the market for VA software in that mm -hmm. respect. And we wanted to create something that is going to solve every need that we haven't even imagined yet for VAs. We Absolutely. want 10 years from now. We don't want it to be stale in 10 years. In 10 years, what will happen is all of the stuff that we wrote will have been replaced more than likely, except for, you know, like the radio player and the chat, probably everything else will have been replaced <laughs> with new stuff that the community can then continue to, to work on with us. And they won't have to wait for us anymore. You can benefit from what we've already done and then build on top of it, as opposed to just having to wait around for us to accept your feature request. Wow. That's, that's so cool. Man, that, that is what cool. it's about in this community, man. That is that's cutting edge stuff right there. Absolutely. I know they, the guys that worked on this. I, I give them credit every time it comes up. They broke their backs to make this work right. They we months, months and months and months of iteration over, you know, it, I, I'll save the, the technical detail. But, <laughs> you know, over, you know, where what type of memory model should we use? Is this even possible? What's the most efficient way to do this? So what about this? And then you know, as executives always do, we get to sure. a meeting and they're like, hey, it works. And I'm like, oh, well, what about this though? And they're like, ah, <laughs> all right, give us a couple of weeks. And I know I've done that to them a couple of times. I, we'll get to a, a seemingly close to the finish line and I'll say, okay, well, cool. What about this plugin though? And there's that <laughs> silence and I'm like, oh man. But like, they, no. they have put in a, a tremendous amount of work. They, they have basically created something that did, oh, and it's cross-platform by the way. Um, really? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that little bit, that little, that little tidbit. Right now, it's only on Windows <laughs> because we are dealing with FSUI PC as our SIM connection. Mm -hmm. So we are prepared at some point to write our own bridge for Mac and okay. Linux to mitigate that. But at the moment, the way that, the cool thing about this and the way that it works is you could install smart cars on another computer mm. and just not install the flight tracking plugin, and it will run on Mac or Linux. So if you want to access your book, your booked flights and all that stuff or the chat or whatever it is, you still have that. Obviously, the main purpose is to track the flight. So we sure. realize that long term, right. that that's not a that's not a permanent solution. But it the technology itself is cross platform. Man, I don't know, man. Mike, we're going to be going, going to dust out the boots, bro. 
I'm good. Dude, like I said earlier, time, I haven't I haven't flown, you know, for a VA in a long time. And John and I had this conversation <laughs> all the time because he flies for them. And I'm just like, I don't have the time. This may just naturally create some time. <laughs> Somehow, some way. Somehow. <laughs> I know our, our thing so is cool. We don't want to say no anymore. That's that's what our within reason when it comes to the sure. when it comes to the VAs. It's like, hey, can we do this? We want the answer to be yes. And wh- whatever that may be, we want the answer to be yes. Wow. Awesome. Too cool. And then of course, uh I'll say the the bridge. So the yeah, the bridge, as far as I see the questions came up here. We okay, we cool. tried this with packs. We actually in the beginning didn't use FSU IPC, um, mm. but it was awful. Like it, it, FSU IPC provides a lot of functionality that we take for granted. I think mm. that as users, especially as developers, but as users too, I think. And yeah. I wrote my own in the beginning that kind of was attempting to make a, a unified bridge because I've worked a little bit with the Xplain SDK, not a ton, but enough to at least do some basic data pulling. Mm-hmm. And uh, good Lord, was that complicated. Uh, <laughs> FSU IPC takes care of like turbulence. You know, the SIM has no mechanism of detecting turbulence. That's really? true. FSU IPC really, FSU IPC really? that. Uh, wow. Now that may I may have missed it potentially, but I did look. Um, the best way that I was able to do a unified, like a, a centralized way of doing that for both F- Xplain and FS, you know, regular FSU IPC platforms, was I was trying to like track the actual, basically the noise in your speed, altitude, pitch bank, heading, all that stuff. Wow! And it was yeah. it was rather complicated. I had to develop a whole algorithm for that, and it it kind of worked, but. It wasn't great. It would have taken us quite a bit of time to to do that wow, that way. And there's other that. little, and it, it's just so easy. FSU IPC on Windows, if Windows is your goal, sure. there is no reason not to use it. Really, it's been around forever. They've shown they're going to continue to support it for the foreseeable future. It may it's it is really taken for granted. It's it's it is worth the fifty bucks, whatever it is, to have the paid copy. It is a great Absolutely. tool. Absolutely, but yep. I'm unfortunately in a situation where I'm I'm going to have to create something for mm. those other platforms but it, it will not be as robust as fsu ipc it will not be a wow. linux version of it it will be something to suit the need to make sure that the data that you need in smart cards is available but it will sure. be a much more limited version of it i am i can almost promise that sure. it will not be a full fsu ipc replacement and we will likely still use fsu ipc on windows oh for sure got it wow Dave, uh, you've got to enter it in my chat. Uh, So those that are trying to enter the giveaway, unfortunately, we didn't set it up in Johnny's channel. So you've got to come over to my (laughs) chat and throw it in there, exclamation TFDI, and then you can jump back into Johnny's view there. I just just realized there's a second chat. I'm looking at the YouTube chat this whole time. So if I ignored anybody, I'm sorry. I, I am no, just... no worries. Again, this is the, the whole StreamYard, you know, platform is new to us. We're again, we're we're trying to figure out how we're going to consolidate this going forward. But uh, that's the best way we're going to do it for now. Uh, let's see here. We'll we'll run the raffle soon. I know it's getting late, especially for those there on the East, on the East Coast. Coast. I mean, it's yeah, on seven thirty sure. Pacific here. Woo, woo. Night's young, but uh, uh... I roll. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, no, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get to roll that soon. There was one more question regarding packs. Will you be releasing more cabinet announcements? Yes. I saw a few and I know you just have made a, has made, have made some on flight sim dot two, but for some reason all were pulled down. We had nothing to do with that. Uh, okay. as far as I know, we are, we're not, we want people to create content and, uh, expand packs. We have a whole section on our forum for it too, to upload your own custom stuff. So. I don't think, I mean, if, if someone's pulling them down, it's not something that I want to be happening. So um, maybe shoot us an email about that. And we can see okay. what's going on there. 
as far as releasing more more voice packs in general yes oh yeah um we are currently working on some internal tools to make the process easier because each voice pack is like 880 something sounds so it is ridiculously complicated wow. and time consuming to create a sound pack like it is it took us something like 30 or 40 hours for that one that we have so as you can imagine that is tremendously expensive and easy to for get sure. wrong so we're working on some tools internally to make that easier but we want to do a big mega we are going to do a big mega world um voice packs update where That's we're going to awesome. have different different accents different languages uh we're going to try to just like we did with the names we made the names feel like they belonged in the the region that you're flying in. we want to do something similar for voice packs where you know when you're flying from you know beijing to sydney you don't have your your midwestern american voice pack because it kind of feels out of place uh, yeah. we want to kind of we want to try to create that experience it feels at home anywhere in the world or at least Within reason, I, you know, I can't do every language and accent in the right, world. Of course. That's, that's not going to happen, but we want to get at least, I would hope to think six to eight, like the six to eight major different languages, that, you know, whatever the top, you know, most common ones in, in the aviation space are. Uh, and that's, that's a big part of what we're doing there, but it's just taking time to get those tools ready. Um, given, you know, the, the team that has been working on that is it's a smaller team. Uh, we are also working on packs in general. Like I just worked yesterday on some bugs and little features and we got, we had an update coming. I'd like to get, Hopefully, maybe in debate here soon before the holidays, just give everybody something new cool. to play with. For sure. For but sure. yeah, we've got awesome. big things on the horizon. And I mean, in the company as a whole, um, I know where you talked about the roadmap. I don't want to hold you guys up all night with my roadmap. So, no, uh, you're fine. I love man. the roadmap. The, the community loves it, man. Community <laughs> Absolutely. Loves it, what's coming out, what they can look forward to. I will. Um, uh, let's see. Art, Art Rodriguez says Stark actual gamer subscribers were robbed. <laughs> All right, all right, do this for me. Just go in to to uh, on the other chat on my side. You can you can exclamation TFDI if you're subscribed yeah. to Stalker, you're you're theoretically subscribed to me. So that's fine. You don't have to subscribe to me to to, to win. You can just exclamation TFDI and then you can you could jump back into Stalker's chat, man. Uh, we want to be able to make sure everyone can can uh, can join here. Shaquille Oatmeal, Shaq, man, good to see you. Thanks for joining. Uh, we are live here with uh, Colin from TFDI. We're just walking through a whole host of things. Um, you know, we started at the inception. We've gone through kind of the current, uh, and we're wrapping up things here with uh, obviously what's to come and the futuristic roadmap across really all of the platforms uh, for the for the company there. So I appreciate you guys hanging out tonight, um, Colin. Thank you. Do you have anything you want to add uh, to the community or for the community? Any, any, you know, tips, I think anything that you all need from us, right? It's always like, Hey, we need this from you guys. We need this from the developers <laughs> hey, it's what our do job, you need so. from us. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. But, you know, I think we talked about earlier, you know, providing feedback. So that way you guys are able to track that stuff in, you know, real time and be able to try to, you know, better your product. So, you know, besides that, you know, what else do you need from the community to help make you guys' lives better, um, which in turn will benefit us as well? So what do you what do you think? What do you got for us? Well, I know I certainly can't speak for every developer, but I know that mm -hmm. a, a vast majority of us, uh, there, there's very few of us to do this full time. At least in this industry, they, sure. some, they we exist, but there aren't that many of us. Um, and I know patience is one of them. Certainly, remember a lot of these people. They have families. They have, you know, I can tell you that no, nobody that I know got into this industry to become a millionaire. Um, I'm mm -hmm. certainly not. And mm -hmm. there's this. That's not why we do this. So have a little patience with us. And if there's something wrong, the biggest thing I want to know. I want you to tell us. 
I want you to get in our Discord and flag one of us down. I'm in there. Josh is in there. Our dev team is in there. Our support team is in there. Uh, tell us if you know you're on the site and you're like, I don't really know if I should buy this. I don't know if I, I don't feel like it's worth the money. Ask us. We're not mm -hmm. going to lie to you. We're not going to try to. We're, we will never make up something to try to get you to buy the product. If you say, Hey, can it do this? We're going to tell you no, it can't. We could try to make that happen, maybe, or you know, maybe you could. You, we might tell you a way to get something close with the way that it works. We'll tell you, but ask, right. because that's we we want to ultimately we we do our best to be as present in the community as is possible um, for us. And at the end of the day, you guys are the ones buying and using this product, not us. You know, we use it too when we fly, obviously. You know, but we're a very small selection of of the user base, so we want to know what you think. Tell us yeah. if you, if you hate it, don't don't flame us on some forum that we're never going to see somewhere <laughs> yeah. I, you know I, I certainly don't have time to browse every reddit and every subreddit and, post and, and forum and facebook in the, the flight sim community and neither do our yeah. guys so come yeah. to us tell us directly we're not going to bite you um yeah. even if you're annoyed about something and you're like hey i'm really it's really bothered me i lost a flight a crash whatever i don't like hearing that stuff i i just hopefully you can tell from the way we've talked about it we we care deeply that we're creating quality products that people are happy with, that they feel like they got their money's worth out of and that they think really hit the mark and all of our stuff. We have done our best to listen to the people that are using it as much as possible. So that's, that's what we want. Tell us, tell if we got it right, of course, tell us, you know, Hey, it looks great. We're happy with that. But if we didn't tell us. Awesome. You guys heard it from the top itself. Tell them, let them know, you the know, top. the more feedback you provide, the better. Uh, there's another <laughs> message. There's another question. Uh, is the MD11 is it for the fuel truck? Is it going to pull up on the right side? I guess. I guess it, it feels differently. I, I have no idea. I um, am gonna. I I don't want to answer that one because I am coding the computers on the MD11. That's all I really did. Okay. Um, so I that's like the yeah, ADC, the flight computer, all that stuff. That's me. But the fuel system is Ricardo. Um, I know he has delved a lot deeper into that than I have. So I trust they'll get it right. Um, and if not, again, during the beta, that's one of those things to tell us, but Hey, you know, it's on the wrong side. We will certainly fix something like that. If, if we miss something big, as far as like ground vehicles and stuff, I know we talked about that. We want to have something. We don't want to recreate GSX. GSX sure. has already got a lot of really cool features that make it really immersive. And I'm not going to even attempt to recreate GSX as part of an integrated unit here, but um, I know we want to try to offer something that we're users that aren't that, that you don't have to purchase another piece of software to get the complete experience. So mm -hmm. we're going to, we're going to try to find that middle ground between, you know, just chipping it bare bones and having enough that it's, you know, it's, it's not competing. Got it. No, that's, that's fair. That's spot on. Uh, another question here from John. Most airliners are being fitted with CDPLC CLPDC to make that some experience better. Some are getting more immersed with GSX. Are these things you're looking to have implemented in your aircraft? Yes. Yeah, I know we already started talking about how to try to get the pallets to load up with uh, either our, our cargo truck or whatever it is. And I know the GSX came up in that discussion. And awesome. same, same with CBDLC. I, had, I think my own team will slap me if I don't do <laughs> CBDLC. Josh, Josh alone will never leave. He'll call me every day and complain until I put it in. So, you know, I, certain things like that are just kind of becoming standards now. And I think if we really For want to sure. make something that feels like it belongs in the yeah. in the, the price point that we're putting it, we said it'd be under a hundred, um, which it is. It's it our base price as of right now it looks like it's going to be eighty nine ninety nine. Okay. Uh, so Absolutely. you know, if we want to we want to put something in the market that feels like it belongs in that price range, it definitely needs to have some of those features. 
Got it. Got it. All right. Um, guys, I'm going to roll the first giveaway here as we round out the evening. Um, this one is going to be for a uh, $20 gift card to either the X-Plane Orc store or um, what's the other one these days? Sim Market. So I think everyone <laughs> is in. We will close the entry so far. And let's pick our first winner. Short and final. Short and final. Are you here? Drum roll. Is is uh short and final <laughs> here? Hopefully they're here. Actually, I think they were on your side. Uh short and final. Johnny. Yeah. Short and final. Bueller. Uh, we, he's still Bueller. here. We'll we'll Let's give see. him uh you know what? Hey, we, Anyone? we have Anyone? an actual Anyone? countdown now, don't we? Where's that <laughs> don't countdown we? Thing? It will don't they play the music though? Oh yeah, it's gonna yeah, play the yeah. music and mute yeah. everyone. So we'll just give it 10, 9. <laughs> hey, oh wait, there he goes. Wait, there he goes. There he goes. Awesome. awesome. <laughs> He's like, I'm here. I'm here. Gio's <laughs> waiting with the eye, man. He's just waiting. <laughs> Congrats, man. You are the winner here for the um either explain orc store or sim market. Um get in either uh stalkers or uh my discord and uh we'll get you hooked up, man. Uh, so uh, definitely reach out so you can claim that. Um, so that was that one. And we'll run the next one for a copy of PAX here. Uh, but let me see. Do we have any other questions here that we want to talk about? Um, anything else here in the chat? Uh, sure. And final says I made it. Thanks. I didn't expect that. <laughs> Congrats, man. Congrats. Um we talked about the roadmap. We talked about, you know, and, and of course, Colin, you guys are going to continue to support, you know, all of the major Sims with your products, right? Yeah. I mean, it just like we're kind of doing with FSX, FSX reached the point that it just, it isn't a priority anymore. Mm-hmm. It, and it's simply because there's just other technology has taken over. Um, and I, I would anticipate that at some point, the same will happen to some of these platforms we have now in lieu of new ones. But we're always going to do our best to try to reach as many platforms as is reasonably possible. Additionally, we just, like I said, we we don't want to say no, right? It it hurts to have a customer walk up to you and be like, hey, can I run it in whatever sim? And we're like, no, I'm sorry. That hurts. We don't like that. So we're going to try to make sure that you're not having to redo your whole sim setup for us. Okay. No, I think that's uh, that's spot on. That's fair. County MC says, any plans on bringing the 7172 X-Plane? Oh. 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 <laughs> I ain't going to say nothing, but man, that's a really good question. <laughs> I was, oh, man. man, I've been so, thinking about that for a long time. <laughs> the amount of people that, uh, similarly to the last sentence I just said about uh, saying no, the amount of people that I've had, unfortunately, had to say no to at Expos about running it in X-Plane is painful. Um the current version of it, it it's just, it's not going to happen. The current version, there's no way. Um, because it's okay. just, it wasn't written in a format that is even remotely compatible with um, X-Plane. Now, I have tossed around the idea of post-MD11, a 717 V2 type thing, with to the same level of uh, fidelity as the MD11. And I would think, I'm not promising that that's going to happen or when, and I'm not promising anything, but I think if we were to see a 717 in X-Plane, it would be in that way it would be part of a new product that we have extended the support to but again just like just like msfs has opened a can of worms for us msfs at its core shares some things with b3d and, and fsx explain does not 
So that makes it even more challenging for us to do that. So mm -hmm. uh, no, I'm never, never say never. I yeah. would, I would love to be able to make it happen, but there are a lot more things and simply my desire there Absolutely. that we have to consider, unfortunately. So no, nah, that's fair. Folks, uh, like three questions at the same time. How about for X Plane Twelve? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone wants it, man. It's a good thing. That seven one seven is uh, it's, it's a beauty. It's I'll a tell beauty. you, man. That I'm telling you, that really hit a much needed area in the market. That particular airplane, because yes. that, as we mentioned before, Lord help you, man. There's you can throw a stick and hit a seven thirty seven, throw a stick <laughs> and hit an Airbus, but. 717 there's only one out there if you if you want to operate 717 in sim period there's really only one out there that i know of. i can't i don't know if there's another one besides uh your I don't product. think so no in it, any platform i think there's only one in the the category that we were competing in i Got know we were, we were going for that that triple a like study level category okay and i think there's only one that you can sit there and, and follow the book and fly and it's ours mm. okay gotcha cool Cool, cool, cool. Different type of code for explants, I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Now, again, our, sure. our, our host environment that we've created does mitigate a lot of that. So a lot of it, it's it's going to depend on when, what we're able to do with our host. Because if we're able to make that uh, into something that is compatible with explain, then it might make it a lot easier because we can just basically kind of, you know, click explain from the drop down and build. And if we can do that, then much easier path. Absolutely. We're well, trying, man. Stuff like if, that. if you guys do, definitely let us know. I mean, probably half, if not three quarters of this chat is full of additional, you know, content creators and live streamers and folks that sim hardcore. So you're definitely going to have a market for it. Uh, and, and folks are definitely going to, you know, spread the word and, and be all over it, uh, you know, if you were to able to get that into X Plane. So uh, definitely keep us posted. Absolutely. Uh, uh, John says I love watching people fly older birds, but <laughs> yeah, I, know. I think I think John and I are kind of in the same category as it relates to like our enjoyment of uh, of aircrafts. Except I will never probably fly that. I don't say never, but that that the Q man, I I can't get with the Q. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how you guys do it, man. I just can't. Just wait until one of the MD 11s uh, engines flames out on you, and that'll make for an interesting stream. <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, Johnny knows all about that, man. Hey, <laughs> Johnny's, hey, what? John, Johnny's oh nickname my God. Is, is Check Ride, <laughs> Check Ride Stalker. Because what? every every, every, every year, stream, every year, stream. we just got a question uh, about the the Colin, X. Let's uh, see. Let's see. Oops, every sorry. year, every, April Fool's Day only. <laughs> it's the only day of the year I will ever let that be downloaded. You guys, Joshua, he was part of the team that that created that, and. Oh, oh cool. my God, that is, that is such a uh, is such an iconic thing for us. I will never let that die. Yeah, we <laughs> we we'll, we'll see the ball sacks. I'll have somebody make it for PBR and like redo it someday, just because. Wow. Oh my gosh! Wow, that's awesome. Uh, Geo, can you implement baby voices in the cabin so I have my FOs in the cockpit with me? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow, Josh, 11 hours. They they put in work on that, man. They did. I, I was uh <laughs> I was doing something, I forget what it was. Um, but I think I, I went out to the gym or something. I didn't know they were doing this, and I come home and I'm like, hey, we have something to show you. I'm like, what? <laughs> and they showed me this thing. I'm like, this is amazing. 
I'm like, this this is one day. We did this in one day. Wow. Oh man, no, I love it. That 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 thing, we had fun with that. Since well, the you know, the pirate language thing in smart cars, we, we used to translate smart cars into pirate language for April Fool's Day every year. Wow. And it was funny really? in the beginning, but we started getting somewhat we started getting a lot of pushback as it got more professional and people started to depend on that. Uh... I, I still think it's funny, but I also understand how it can be annoying. <laughs> So I'm like, yeah, because it's forced. You couldn't opt in. That was the thing about. I was gonna about say, that yeah, you probably make opt it in or out. Gotcha. So I understand why that one wasn't as well received. But we we now do the the Balsa X thing every year, and there's really not that many people that have it in their account versus the amount of people that could. So yeah. I know that, and that number will only get smaller over the years as we grow. So you only get your <laughs> one day to get the Balsa X. <laughs> uh, Brianna says, I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Brianna, Brianna. I love the Balsa X. That's the only plane I can fly. <laughs> <laughs> the product oh, page for that was, was legendary. If you, if you get a chance, check it out on, on in April Fool's Day. I do it every year. So oh, my yeah, God. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check that out. Yeah, oh, that's sure. funny. <laughs> uh, all right. All right, guys, are you all in for a copy of uh, PAX? Make sure you've entered. I'm going to close yeah, the entries get, here get and run entries the in. last giveaway. Come one, come all. Three, I kind of like this one. this uh, Streamlabs or StreamYard thing, man. It pulls all the comments in and everything. Oh my That's gosh, pretty, it's, oh, it's pretty cool. I've never greatest. used this before. <laughs> Yo, that man there, Johnny. Hey, that Google man, man. There. Google. Shout <laughs> Google. Google. <laughs> yeah, it's been something that's been kind of on our radar for a, for a while, and we just kept putting it off because again, we've been so busy between the two of us. And one day we said, man, just let's just take it for a test run and this thing really just makes our lives easier so it's awesome that is let's awesome. see who is our winner john oh, oh Irrigation. yeah what's it 4 a.m in ireland man well worth it man Congrats. hey i'm glad if you stayed up to 4 a.m to watch the end of this i'm glad you got, <laughs> you got something that's commitment oh, that's awesome oh man <laughs> Too cool, too cool. Congrats, John. Woohoo! He says, I got got all your contact. I don't need to reach out. I know, (laughs) I know where and when and how to find you. (laughs) Merry Merry Christmas if you celebrate it. Happy birthday. Awesome, exactly. I think John's John's gonna find you, Mike. (laughs) Of course, he's gonna find me, man. Probably texting you right now. He's got all my stuff, I've got all his stuff. He knows the deal. Oh, oh man. man, that's awesome. Colin, this has been fantastic. Um, I definitely oh, want to thank sure. you for taking the time. Uh, I guess some members of your team was on as well. I didn't realize. I guess Josh is part of your team as well. Uh, he was. He worked with us for a while. Okay. I think uh, Luke Luke was in earlier. He is Luke, our, one of okay. our support guys. We've had, we've had yeah. some support from the team today. They're Got cool. it. So from They're the Close cool. Traffic podcast, man, and everyone else here you know, across the community, we definitely want to thank you guys for, you know, bringing such valuable and essential products uh, sure. to the flight sim community. Uh, I, sure. I don't think either, any one of us here, you know, you know, would be able to really complete the overall experience of flight simming, especially in the airliner realm without the products that you guys put out. So thank you for that. Much appreciated. Absolutely. Absolutely. The opportunity to get to be on here and, and talk about these things and that, uh, the fact that you guys feel that way tells us that it's worth it to us. It's that's awesome <laughs> that you guys feel that way. And I know uh, I speak for all the team in, in saying thank you for the support and for the chance to get to, to be here and be part of this. Awesome. Too cool. Awesome. Too Thanks for cool. That. 
Well, uh, this is uh, this is probably Johnny. I think our last podcast for the year. I'm thinking um, so, man. Since you took like eight some, months off, so. I took eight months off. Yeah, I've got uh, I've got some vacation <laughs> coming up here, so I'll I'll be ghost for the next two yeah. weeks. Um, uh, but you know, we, we want to we take need the time that into your vacation, man. We, we do, man. You need it's that been, vacation. It's been crazy. It's been a crazy year across the board. Uh, but we want to take the time here from the Close Traffic Podcast to wish you all a happy holidays, safe Absolutely. holidays, first and foremost. Thank you for all your support throughout the year, especially to our Patreons as well. Uh, you guys enjoy. Stay safe with your family. Again, we're not doing away with our podcasts. All of this stuff will still get published to our podcast oh, yeah. outlets. Just every once in a while, we will come on with a live show as well. So definitely stay tuned and, and uh, continue to consume our media outlets for additional information. Johnny. Anything you want to close out to the people? Man, you totally caught me off guard. I have no idea what to say now. <laughs> no, um, no, uh, just uh, to ring home what Mike said, man, thank you. Thank you for bringing, um, you know, um, I mean, especially last year when things were kind of shaky. I mean, people were sending that 717 from here to <laughs> Albuquerque, you know, <laughs> yes. with it packs, was, yeah, with, with packs, everything, man, yeah. you know, and all these different products, smart cars. Um, I yep. mean, heck, I even got a little VA action in, you know, we were just confined in the house and, you know, it was, it was really a little music in the background. Like, who thinks of that? You know, just little small nuances, man, that really complete mm-hmm. the experience. And, um, you know, I think from all of us, man, thank you. You know, yep. thank you. Uh, sing Johnny, man, I just, you know, eh, you know, it's, it's all y'all get. So y'all get, <laughs> I, uh, I have to give credit to the team that, that helps me do this. You know, I, I get the, the fun of being the figurehead that, that accepts the thank you for it, but really it's all of us. And I know that if, if the work that we put in and the products we've made got to be even a small part of helping anybody get through that lockdown and through what we've been through in the last couple of years, yeah. I know that means the world to us. So on every, I know I speak for all of us when I say how much we appreciate the support and, and the opportunity to be where we are. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Cool. Well, folks, that is going to do it uh, for uh, Colin over at uh, Invernex TFDI. That's going to do it here for us at the Closed Traffic Podcast. You all be well, uh, Johnny. I'm not going to touch any of the technical stuff. You want to roll the roll us out here with your your countdown buddy <laughs> all right man yeah as we count down again guys you know happy holidays you know take care of yourselves and each other we'll see it we'll happy. see you